This episode is brought to you by Storyblocks. Storyblocks makes it possible for content creators like you to bring your stories to life without sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. Head to storyblocks.com slash VGA and let them tell your story. everybody, and welcome to episode 456, that's 456 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the Paul Fierce Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, join us at patreon.com slash laser time at the $20 level. Who else is joining me now? Chris Antista, and really happy to have a Tekken character as a patron. That's great. Paul Fierce. <laughs> Paul <I> Fierce. <laughs> and... I- uh, wish I could be part of your open world, Matthew Allen. Ooh. You'll get the joke when Michael says what the top five is. Oh, nice. And special guest, our second guest of the year, it's... Life Johnson. Thank uh, you for... Life Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> you said that like the, the Portal 2 promos. Cave Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very Johnson's. Texan way of saying your name. Yeah. Life Johnson. Life Johnson. Life Johnson. American. Uh, <laughs> well, as Matt pointed out, we're going to be talking about some series that went open world this week that uh, mm. that weren't always open world, but then they went oh. open world. And initially, the idea for that was because, hey, guess what's out this week? Pokemon Legends Arceus or Arceus, however it's pronounced. I think it's Arceus. 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 I, mean, I have yeah, no there's a, there's, <laughs> Arceus. Who cares? Um, Who cares? I call, that, that new Pokemon I call it Q1 Pokemon 2021. <laughs> <laughs> but as I found out back in October, it was revealed that no, it is not open world. It is a bunch of large maps linked to a village hub. So it sounds kind of like Monster Hunter that Monster way. Hunter. Was yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Except that it's very big, supposedly has a lot of Breath of the Wild influence, and you progress mostly by catching monsters rather than battling them, which is kind of cool. But we'll talk a little bit about that in the second segment. Obviously, none of us have played it yet, but first we want to dive into games that were previously linear, but eventually shifted to an open world, which is, of course, a format everyone loves and no one has any problems with at all, and definitely (laughs) isn't tired of seeing... Most of the new AAA games that come out be open world games. I, I think I think we've gotten past that. I think we've worked through that as a gaming community. I, like I a, hope so because I got really. I mean, honestly speaking, as somebody who fucking loves open world games, mm-hmm. uh, I did get a little weary of just seeing those things. Like I'm so sick of open worlds. Like, well, then don't play them. Don't buy them. Yeah. Play something I, I, else. Yeah. There's there hundreds of other games. Yeah. I think they come I got out every sick- day. I think I got sick of it because a lot of companies were saying that in the same way, like. And we have this new focus meter, which lets you slow down time. Remember, like, 15 years ago when every game did that, added mm-hmm, that, it added mm-hmm. nothing, yes. the experience. Yeah. And then a couple, for a while, people were like, it's got a full open world, and it'd come out and, like, it's not really an open the world. Division. And then, mm-hmm. but then lately, the last couple years, I, maybe even starting with Breath of the Wild, open world Zelda, I'm like, I don't know if Zelda needs that. Oh my god, that's a, I play Twilight Princess? Yes. This sucks! <laughs> Twilight Princess HD? Open world was exactly what Zelda needed. They were correct, and they made the best open world I've ever seen. And there's another example of that 
in the last couple of years were like, oh, this is a really good open world. And you actually added things to the open world genre in addition to enhancing your own franchise. So it's when it's used more than just a, a destructible environment's footnote on the new game, mm-hmm. I'm for it. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think the, the backlash though at the time was it everyone just had the perception of well, every series is going open world and not everything needs to be open world. And then kind of as we were researching this, I'm like, well that wasn't really true. Like there's there, true, there was yeah. a lot of games that I think people thought were more open world or were going to be than they actually were. Like the the Tomb Raider reboots are a good example, right? Like they they sorta of go open world at one point, then they kinda of reel that back in and just Hmm. and also i think michael and i discovered like there's various ways to define open world you know yeah like what we we ended up i can just say off the top zelda is going to be an honorable mention because i think it's it's interesting that zelda started as arguably an open world game and then definitely an open world book yeah book ended that like it's an 8-bit open world game and now it's a whatever uh open world game on switch with breath of the wild and in between that are a bunch of games that, if depending on your definition of open world, might fit that idea. Yeah. That it's just like, right. well, eventually by the end of the game, it becomes an open world. You open you the open world, but only yeah, the like, first. Only the first Zelda is like you can go almost anywhere very early on in the game. Yeah. And then Nintendo spent the rest of that franchise's existence saying, like, let's reel that back. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, yeah, well, this, you could even bad, like leave the dungeons. Yeah. You know, like huh? I think, I think when there were blockers, they kind of gave you a way out to go. Oh, yeah, you need to go beat the enemy that gives you bombs to get past this thing or whatever. Yeah, but you, you can walk see. past the entrance all you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you can and, you can go straight to like a, a really dangerous area, like from the beginning of the game. You don't even have to grab the sword. Yeah, yes. I mean you'll die, but you don't have I, to. I, that because I'm not a, I'm not a uh, controversy waving YouTuber, but you could make the argument like, was the first Zelda poorly designed? Because it does seem like a lot of this had to do with a lack of decisions rather than a bunch of game design decisions. It just like made this open world and I I couldn't get my head around it as a kid because I just couldn't tell where I was supposed to go. I thought it was a wandering sim. I and- I I could get my head around it. I just I never played it like an open world game because there was sort of the agreed upon order. My friends and all said like, True. no, you What's- need to start at this dungeon, then this one, and yeah. so that's what we but did. That, that only mm-hmm. came about you know once people started subscribing to Nintendo Power. And- I was going to say I I yep. really enjoyed that game once I got the Nintendo Power that told me how to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, cause, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But like baffling up until like I think. 1988 or 90. But, like, I have this weird wavering definition of open world, so, like, if you ask me what was the first open world Zelda game, I'd probably say Wind Waker. But then it's like, well, what about the N64 so, game? And, and there's been all these other kind of examples. It's so and I'm tough like, to well, say. Because we even talked about Link to the Past, which, like, you are kind of cordoned off in that game for quite a while. Yeah. And mm, Yeah, yeah. And, but, again, and then, then we were like... Well, same thing with GTA, that, that first GTA, where you, like, can't yeah. go everywhere just yet. Mm-hmm. But how was that not open world? Oh, it's confusing. But uh, but Zelda deserves an honorable mention from starting as an open world, scaling it back, and then going back full open world with, I yeah, think, the, Link the whole, Between uh, Worlds. I mean, GTAs did that through, I think, 4, right? Like, they would block off progress yes. in even parts mm-hmm. of 4. Yeah. yeah, there would be load screens or like, or even, like, narrative reasons like, ah, this whole city is under construction. Don't pass by this. Yeah, road. yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. No. They, they did that fairly late. Well, I think, like, yeah, the in 4, I remember, like, the bridges were closed because of terrorist activity. And if you yeah. went over the bridges, if you found a way to cheat your way past, then you would get an like automatic full stars and cops would chase you down. Don't fly a helicopter over this. Yeah. <laughs> we just won't but put yeah. any helicopters on the first island. 
Yeah. I think I think I, I want to give all the listeners credit and not uh, preach to our worst possible listener. You know what we mean by open world, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you have someone in mind? I do. He knows who he is on Reddit. <laughs> all right, all right. And all it's, the it's Ubisoft fans are like, Towers, you mean Towers! I no. don't understand that reference. <laughs> it's a, that was the whole thing with their open world model, is every open world game had a tower you had to climb to reveal the map. Oh, right. But, I yeah. thought you were making, I thought it was that so specifically, I thought you were doing an impression of a that, character. That was true for a while, and then they, they stepped back from that, but then Zelda did it in Breath of the Wild, and everybody was like, oh, these towers are yeah. so great! Oh, yeah. I know. And then Yubi moved to that system of like, no, no, you gotta talk to NPCs and they'll reveal everything. I'm like, but That's I don't want to talk to NPCs. Can I climb the NPC? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. still have viewpoints in Assassin's Creed. They just aren't, you know, usually puzzles. I, know, I still I still find that fascinating for Zelda because if, if me being perturbed wasn't an issue, then Zelda 2 wouldn't exist, which is this bizarre non-linear side-scroller. It's just so fucking weird. Yeah, with with an overworld map. With an overworld, with an overworld. so it's kind of open. It, it, it's open to which side-scrolling segments you want to go to at any time. Yeah, but you know that there's there's like the the prescribed path through it that you have to take, and then you get yeah. the hammer, and then you know eventually you smash the rocks, and it, you can explore the whole thing. But that takes a while, and it's yeah. I will say, hell. as a kid, wrapping my head around that was harder. Than yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Zelda two is yeah. confusing as hell. Still. Yeah. Zelda 2 is the one I'm like, oh, this I understand. Ooh, I can level. It's one of the first games I remember. I can level up. I can just bounce on these mm-hmm. fucking slimes all day until I'm unkillable. Thank you. Yeah. And then I, I went without playing it for 35 years after that. Oh. But I watched it. But I think we got. Brett can beat it in like under half an hour, I think. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we streamed it. That's impressive. I, don't quote me on that. YouTube.com slash laser time. Search Zelda 2. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. We did stream all that. Yeah. Well, I'll do that right now. I think the listeners are Mike, okay with waiting, show. right? Yeah. We have a show. Don't do that. Oh, think of think of Paul Fierce mm-hmm. and Paul all of Fierce. Other... All right. He's <laughs> the wind beneath our wings. As are all of you patrons. Thank you again for your contributions. But in order to honor them, let's just cut the chatter and get to our <laughs> top five right after these great ads. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a content creator like the good folks here at Laser Time, you know how inefficient and demanding the creative process can be. Sometimes you just want a huge library of content to pull from and you need that perfect clip, image, sound, or piece of music. Well, good news. Storyblocks is here to help creators like you bring all your stories to life without sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. Storyblocks gives you access to a huge demand-driven library of 4K or HD footage, After Effects and Premiere Pro templates, music, images, sound effects, and more to give you everything you need to bring your stories to life. Ask are royalty free so you can use your downloaded content anywhere for commercial and personal use their unlimited all access plan gives you unlimited downloads from over 1 million assets in their library including things like the background music you're hearing in this very ad right now so whether you're a seasoned content creator or someone just dabbling with your first YouTube or Twitch channel, Storyblocks offers a selection of flexible subscriptions that fit every budget and scale to give you all the content and tools you need to focus on what's important to you, creating. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at storyblocks.com slash VGA. That's storyblocks.com slash VGA. And we're back to talk about what? Open uh, world open games world that games. weren't always yeah. open world games. I'm the best at SEO. Oh, you remembered. <laughs> uh, I don't know that anyone's going to be searching for this, but let's start with... <laughs> Number five. Why do you care about this, Griffin? Because I care about people. 
The beast has killed ten already, including a few of my men. To hunt it, I would need to mobilize the entire garrison, comb the woods, organize a batu. Simply impossible. Too big a hassle? No. Too high a risk. I cannot disperse my forces. So, as to this griffin, I can sit on my hands or hire a professional. You might even toss a coin to that professional. What game is it? <laughs> for some quit. <laughs> is that game starring Superman, right? Uh, or no, the TV shows. Yeah. It is uh, Superman. Yeah. This is Witcher. The TV Witcher. Superman. Doug Cockle. <laughs> the Witcher. The Witcher. So The Witcher 3, as like I'm, I'm sure that there are people who are surprised hearing this, like, what, Witcher was an open world? Yeah. But uh, Witcher 1 and 2 if you haven't played them, are very different games. Yes. Um, yeah. Witcher 1 is kind of more a computer RPG, like an action RPG, but it, it feels a bit more like Dragon Age or something like that, yep. where it's yeah. not completely real-time. The controls are kind of strange in that, like, well, you can choose to either control with a mouse and the isometric camera, or you can get up close with an over-the-shoulder view, but then you, like, hold down the mouse button to do combos, and it's it yeah. takes some getting used to. Yeah, it really yep. does. Um, it's, yeah. It's, like you said, it's like old Bioware, where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. they're just roll, doing, they're doing rolls behind this animation is all that is, I still basically. I am kind of... I wouldn't have bet on The Witcher, especially via Witcher 3 and the Netflix show, being one of the most recognizable gaming properties in the world, but right. you know... <laughs> You you know the first two have to be somewhat inaccessible if they have not re-released them in any yes. capacity because like Jesus Christ would these sell like fucking hotcakes? Well, two two is at least backwards compatible yeah. on Xbox yes. where you you can play it, and I think they gave it away as like a game with gold not too long ago. Or something. They were it's, fine, it's they were at four consoles as well. I, yeah, I was just yeah. It's it's like there's like an HD version, but yeah. it's um that game that's came the with one a that kind of thick manual that was like the oh, yeah, thickest oh, yeah. manual on Xbox. Doesn't that game play sort of like Dragon Age Inquisition, where it's more like you go to maps and those feel kind of open, but they're still kind of levels? They're, you they're go both through. like that. It's, yeah. it's you get these big maps, but they're tied to the story beat. So it's like, okay, now you're gonna hang out in Novigrad, and now the story is gonna take you to this next area. And yeah. One of the most ballsy thing about that game, I think, is you know I don't want to talk about Witcher Two all day, but is <laughs> that you know they walled off like one entire section of the game depending on which choice you made and like nobody else has right, ever done right. that. That's just amazing. Like content you will not see unless you replay the game. Yes. Which CD that became sort of a thing C D Project Red started to get known for and then it's yeah. like, Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, how much do we spend on that level? And yeah. and what percentage of the audience didn't, didn't never see it? Yeah. What, okay, we got to rethink this. What percentage of people went with Roach and never saw the Scoyatel content? Oh shit! Or we'll vice see. versa. Yes. But but the the original Witcher was infamous for a different reason. And do you remember what it was? Using a shower instead of a bathtub. Uh, no. Close. It was a game where, like, fucking was one of the, oh, the right. uh, oh, goals. That's right. And yeah. so, yeah, like, half the encounters kind of went down like this. How can I repay you? Shall we meet again? I don't know. I live with my grandma, and I'd rather not shock her. What could possibly shock her? Everything. Except if we met to pray together. But listen, I knew this one place, the old mill. Secluded and quiet. Exactly. But people say it's haunted. 
I wouldn't want the miller's ghost disturbing us. Ghosts wouldn't dare disturb a witcher. Not Kill wise. thy ghost and vagina <laughs> be thy reward. All I can think of is that scene in Toast of London with the grandmother watching. <laughs> yes. Wow. That is that is so fucking Pornhub. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. Uh, it's like this seems like a lot of trouble to just you know set up a date. Like why? Right. Why do I have to wait until sundown and find this stuff to bring? But Grandma, he's only my stepbrother. I I do find it fascinating that in the fiction of the Witcher, Witchers are sort of reviled. They're, they're you know they're, they're shunned by townspeople. Um, yeah, and they're kind of regarded super hot outcasts. How dare they exist? <laughs> right, and that's what's so funny is though yet like they're they're reviled. Everyone hates them. Every woman in every village wants to fuck Geralt. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're hated. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, yeah. Women want to fuck them, and the men want them out of fucking town right yeah. now. Wow, that explains why I'm not in the games industry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't this yeah. expect for that to be such a showstopper? Jesus Christ, I got everyone <laughs> depressed. <laughs> well, yeah, so getting, I guess, to Witcher 3, when they finally did go open, like, boy, did they go open world. Yeah. Especially if you've played with the DLC expansions. It's, it's like... I don't know if it's the biggest open world I've ever played around in. I guess that's probably Assassin's Creed. The Witcher game felt like the most packed with shit yes. mm-hmm. out of all of those yeah. open worlds. So ones. many little icons, question marks all over the map. Like, yeah. all right, I got to yeah. go see what that I is loved and what it. that is. And- I love it because I'm addicted to those. So yeah. I've got to imagine the, there's probably some like super janky origami-looking MMOs that are probably way more open-worldy. But mm. of the little, the little I've played The Witcher every time I start of it, there is everything does something. There, it's, this is Lord of the pri- Rings Online is huge. Is it? Yeah. There, oh, yeah, there's yeah, just yeah, so yeah. much to actually do in The Witcher mm-hmm. and interact. Oh with. yeah, well, and and quests too. Not yeah. just not just like oh here's like a thing you know a collectible. It's like now this NPC is going to send you on another fetch quest because that's kind of open world games. But uh, yeah, it works, man. Uh, the only thing three kind of rolls back a little bit or you don't do as much of is the actual monster hunting the witching yeah. mm-hmm. that you're supposed to be yes. doing I, I felt like I, I did very little like oh I need to drink this potion and you know coat yeah. my sword with this that, thing that was another thing that the first two games like really put an emphasis mm-hmm. on the alchemy of it but yeah I will so say Okay, you know, people all talk about, oh, play games on easy and stuff like that. Okay, first of all, I want to say The Witcher 3 is one of the only games I have ever in my life replayed 100% completion twice. Yes. Wow. And, uh, yes, because I, I, so I did every quest in that game twice. Yeah. yeah. But the second time I did it, I did it on Death March, which is the hardest one, and did it as Alchemist. To, to me, that's the way you want to go. Oh, and it, you, you feel like you're a Witcher and Damn. stuff like this and learning all that. By the end, you are ridiculously overpowered. Uh, but so it doesn't even feel like it's hard anymore. But I, I did like it because you had to learn all which potions to use and all that other stuff. That's yeah. good. So yeah, man. I guess it's the harder difficulties because yes. yeah, it just felt felt like they they maybe it was a sacrifice to go open world. They had to cut back on a few systems, and unfortunately, I felt like that was one they lost in three. On yeah. hard mode, the alchemy is definitely okay. important. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good to know. Well, the the first two games also introduced us to a side game that everyone knows and loves. Zoltan, I found these strange dice. Looks like dwarven handiwork. It's poker with dice. Very entertaining. Requires less attention than cards, but it's just as exciting. Dice are a dwarven invention. Became popular after the war. Not surprising, given that every mercenary played. 
Yes, dice poker, the game of choice for every Witcher fan. <laughs> that sounded like the writer was trying to convince someone of that call. It was like <laughs> dice, which is just as exciting as card games, I assure you. <laughs> we'll get to the card game in the third one, I promise. <laughs> you don't get a lot, but you get a good meal. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, dice poker, the Witcher. Um, but yeah, the, I think I think the Witcher is definitely improved by the shift to an open yeah. world, and yeah. I think it's yeah. it's despite being so much bigger, it's it's arguably much more accessible than the first two games, and and I think that's an important through line in here that like all of these benefited somehow from going to open world and in really sometimes interesting ways and even though this next one didn't stay with us for very long i still think it's one of the best in its series number four we're twins linked by cursed genes oh little four terrine you're fine you got all the old man's dominant genes i got the flawed recessive genes Everything was done so that you would be the greatest of his children. The only reason I exist is so they could create you. I was the favorite, huh? Just because I think there's there's one open world game in this and so many non-open world games, I just started with an iconic line from one of the earlier ones, which is... Keeper Southern... Oh. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the Metal Gears. <laughs> Maybe was that Solid too? That, that, that Metal actual Metal Gear Solid. Uh, that's from Metal Gear Solid, the first one, which oh, was one. Okay. actually Metal Gear Three. If you want it, d- depending on how you count these things, oh. Kojima deserved to lose his job. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was Metal Gear, Metal Gear NES, I Snake's Revenge, kidding. Metal Gear Two, Solid Snake, then Metal Gear Solid, and then the the whole time. The only was- Metal Gear game. Snake's Revenge. That's yep. <laughs> but, as far as I'm But concerned. they they didn't go open world until the one numbered until, five. Yes, until five, the Phantom Pain. Arguably Ground Zeroes, which was just like sort of the prologue to Phantom Pain. So I think it, it counts it as was, part uh, as, as I've heard it described to me, wow, they charge people for a demo. <laughs> like it's, it <laughs> well, really it's did. a demo with uh, material that's not in the main game at all. That's so. true. That's, yeah, it's it's but it's like a little mini-map version of yeah, what they would yeah. go on yeah. to and do it, in a, 5. A super it's a op- prototype. Sorry. Open-ended. It was kind of a lot to charge for that, but it, mm. I, I feel like if we were in a time of like Game Pass and that would have been included free on like every service as long yeah. as, or people would have been battling over it for an exclusive. Uh, yeah. I, I like I don't I I have played this game the least, but the thing I said earlier about like hearing seeing open world as a bullet point on like you know a press release on a game, I remember them saying Metal Gear Solid Metal Gear Five is going to be open world, and I'm just mm, like yeah. you don't know what that means, and mm. how are you going to retain the core of the gameplay? It's too big. You don't get it. And I think everything that came out of that, all the turmoil in developing it, because, like, yeah, this was really hard to adapt into an open-world format and took way longer than I bet Konami expected it would and Mm -hmm. probably made the decision after how well it actually came out, like, we can't ever afford to make anything like this again. We need to make a a shitty shooter just to recoup our losses (laughs) on all the stuff that happened. Uh, it's it's a shitty survival game, to be fair. Right, but I'm just, I'm just saying. It, it, like, I, I think that's why Kojima and Konami fell apart, because I don't think they realized what it really meant. I don't think Konami knew what it meant to make Metal Gear into an open-world game, and Kojima did. Mm-hmm. And those that budget ballooned, because you guys talked about and played this for, like, months. 
months. Yeah, like game. even when this, you were yeah. done. It is a testament to how incredibly good this game is that like this this very unfinished messy game is is so good that it's it's kept us addicted to it and talking about it like yeah. more than 6 years later I think like, but but some of that you were saying uh, yeah, 2015. But some of what Chris you're saying, like, yeah, I I don't think Kojima fully knew what yeah, yeah. what open world games entailed, and you can kind of see it in the design of the game because it's like there's a there's what is it, Michael? Two big maps that mm-hmm. are like I would consider like the big open worlds. Yeah. There's a few missions that do take place on like kind of mini map things, and so you know, again, this is where we you're kind of saying, well, it feels open world enough to call it that, but to other people's definitions, they might go, no, that's not open world at all. But it's like, no, this is open world. Yeah. You can, once you're on those maps, two you can go gigantic, to kind of any settlement. Two gigantic you know? open maps that you can then go between once you get to that point. Uh, mm-hmm. Not seamlessly, but you know, you're, you spend half your time sitting in a helicopter anyway. Yes, mm-hmm. right. which you can trick out with different entry music if you if you want to <laughs> anachronistically play X going to give it to him as you come in and have everybody alerted to your presence and come straight at you. Um, why would you do that when you could have Bowie? Like, wasn't one of the yeah. songs like "Man Who Stole the World"? Mm-hmm. I think, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of the moddable PC version. Oh but, yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but one of my. Like, this has one of my favorite openings in a while. Well, not the opening opening where you're stuck in the hospital and you spend, like, two hours crawling around. Uh, but the the opening after that, when you first get to Afghanistan and you ride up with Revolver Ocelot to this cliff and just, like, look out at this vast, vast landscape. Afghanistan is a big place. I expect you'll become quite familiar with those binoculars as you plan your next move. How and where you make it, well, that's up to you. From here on out, you're on your own. I'm just going to sum up the, the importance and value of an open world right now. <laughs> like, that, that's just it in a nutshell. Like, here's a big open space. You've got some objectives. How you pursue them is up to you. We're just going to step back now and let you do whatever you want. Well, isn't it funny that so many open world games still, to this day, insist on having a narrative intro sequence that lasts anywhere up to an hour or two that mm-hmm. is like, I'm like, we get it. Yeah. We've played enough open world games. I Just give me the controller. Let me run around. I don't need your little tube segment it's like as the tutorial. Like, we've played enough of these games. Mm. I can figure it out. I can go to the menu and I, see the I have controls. a feeling I know exactly what you have in mind. Don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean several games have done that. I'm, I'm honestly like Metal Gear has the hospital segment, right? Well, like, yeah, that uh, that is like that is one thing. Like whenever I go to start like a new game plus or whatever in Metal Gear Solid Five, it's like, oh yeah, this bit. Okay, all right, I'll just yeah I'll power through. <laughs> yeah. It's like two hours. But even the GTA games, like if you think uh, San Andreas, right? They had the little that yeah. opening segment, like yeah, you just got let out, and now you need to ride your bike to your home mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't just let me let me steal a car that, that and part's cause some pretty trouble. Short, all things considered, right? Yeah, right. But I mean, we had played how many GTAs by then? Like we we got the drill. We know what they were trying mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, there there is a lot of relatively new stuff in this, and uh, you know, a lot of new concepts to get used to, especially if you hadn't played Peace Walker and didn't know about Fulton Balloons. Extraction arrived. Extraction arrived at Motherbase. Extraction arrived at Motherbase. <laughs> 
arrived at Mother Base. I had to leave in that last when the scream was too good. <laughs> it sounded like a rave at one point. It kind of had electronic, you know, female voice, and then dudes but, just screaming. But randomly. that game just became like a kleptomaniac's dream because everything, like huge containers full of resources, Fulton them. You see a jeep you like, you see a tank, Fulton it. It's yours now. Uh, you know, you you knock out people and and scan them. Like that is that was like one of the best incentives to not kill your enemies ever. It's like your enemies yeah. are like Pokemon. It's like this guy could be really <laughs> valuable. I better not shoot him until they I'm took sure the dog he's dog tag. Yeah, they took the dog tag mechanic from like earlier Metal Gear games mm. and were like, no. I mean, the best. Like, yeah. What other open world game lets me scan people like I'm grocery shopping and only pick <laughs> out the best ones? Like, mm-hmm. it is, oh, you're not S rank? Get the fuck out of my cart. Yeah, I would I'm gonna, not know. I'm, I'm going to return not worth this the balloon. <laughs> you are not worth the Fulton balloon. Yeah. Although I think you got some, you got some goods for the ones that you didn't take with you, right? Like, yeah. Or you could just you could you could turn them away at the end of the mission, no harm, no foul. Like, yeah, yeah sorry, yeah, I kidnapped you. Yeah, you can you can just release them. Like, all right, go back to wherever. I don't. Yeah, you're yeah. you're a countryless trader now, but that's not my problem. So get, <laughs> get off of my fucking oil rig. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I they wouldn't let me in the terrorist organization. Mom, I don't know. <laughs> and then you can play as them, which is also kind of cool. Like, yes. like, hey, this guy's uh, in my R and D department, and I want to see what it's like to play as a real wuss. Um, <laughs> right? Take yeah. Him into the field. I don't think I ever went on a mission as anyone other than Snake. Like, it's mm. yeah. It's I think really... I did a couple times just to see what it would be like. But yeah, it's like eh, just play as Snake. I like playing as Snake. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what I'm here for. Yeah, I like <laughs> this this big boss fantasy. I well, I, I also like I was talking about like Kojima. He was trying all these weird things with open world. The other cool thing about when you Fultoned people, they defended your base in what became the asymmetric multiplayer of this game where it's like you would invade someone else's base – and but it's staffed with the people they have caught over in their campaign, and it's it's and then depending on the grade of those people, like it upgrades the base for you. The fact that it like tied into this elaborate multiplayer thing that people played for years because they were trying to like disarm all the nukes and stuff yeah. like that, like yeah, it took and them forever. One of my favorite bits was building my own private zoo. Hey boss, you see many animals in the field. Truth is, an environmental NGO has asked us to remove wild animals from combat zones. If you have the time, can you extract some back here? There's a reward in it for us. Yes, every bear or wolf you traumatize by fultoning them or, or <laughs> sheep will be part of our menagerie, but it's all for a good cause because an NGO asked us to do it. Uh, Snake, I promise I won't take as much of a cut for my burger business, because believe it or not, the less meat I put in it, the more people like them. Uh, the, the, I, I didn't hear this, but, except to uh, get that footage for Gaming's Greatest Farty Butts, mm-hmm. uh, can you have the zoo animal shit in your face like you can the horse? No, only the horse shit's on command. You can lie, lie face up underneath the horse and have it shit on you. Gaming's Greatest Farty Butts, I look it up, I just did. Mm, I bet you did. I just wanted to see if it was blocked or anything. It's been a long time. All right. Yeah. I love MGS5, but I I think this next one just kind of sets its own bar in terms of open-worldness. Number three. You know, there's a book I read a long time ago. still think about it every day. It helps me understand life out here. The book talks about men, about what motivates them. Simple, really. A living being seeks above all else to discharge its strength. Life itself is will to power. Nothing else matters. 
And if you don't recognize that quote, here's a more recent one that you might. Did I ever tell you what the definition of insanity is? Insanity is doing the exact same fucking thing over and over again. Expecting shit to change. That is crazy. It's the series where villains rant at you. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't the first quote Nietzsche? Yeah. Yeah, it is, uh, it is Nietzsche. <laughs> but uh, th- that was Vaz, because this is Far Cry. Yes, Far Cry. Far Cry, okay. Yeah, and, pretty, and the, pretty the first one. By this. I don't remember, because I, I remember the first game being open world, but I think it was just one of the biggest worlds I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. But well, very few people could run the first game. That's, I had to go was, to a friend's yeah. house to play this whole thing. Yeah, it was like, on PC, and it was meant it. to be a PC hardware showcase. Yeah. Where I, I think I think more people started playing when it went console. That was after two, wasn't it? I mean, there's like there's like sixteen no. Far Cry games in between one and two. Well, <laughs> well yeah, that's I was going to say. Well, I, I think it's exactly six. There's Far Cry was the original 2004 PC game. The console port, which was changed in a lot of ways, was called Far Cry Instincts. Well, then there was ah, okay, yeah, yeah. that that came out for Xbox. Then there was Far Cry Instincts Evolution, which was like a DLC sequel, semi sequel, but not DLC. It was a full retail release. There is yeah. Far Cry Instincts Predator, which was the Xbox 360 version of Instincts and uh, and Evolution. There was also, I think, a Wii version of Ooh, uh, of Instincts. That one is unconscionably horrible. It's <laughs> like legendarily. I tried playing but, that game, but there were there's there like were a no VR open, one from 2007. But none of these were open world, right? Like they they, no, they waited. None of them open. were open world until Far Cry 2, which is where that clip, that first clip I played, is yeah. from. That's, it, that's okay. they were they were because okay. the first oh, the first one I really felt like it was just, but I think that was. As a graphical showcase, you were just sort of shocked of all the things it allowed you to do. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, yeah, I, they're, how, they're how very far big can maps. I swim out? This is pretty far. Yeah. I can, <laughs> and so I just you, fucked around so much in the first Far Cry. I'm, I, my memories believe, believe it to be open world, but it is not. Well, it's, it's sort of like Crisis in that it's like really big open maps. Yeah. But not fully open world. And it did pioneer a lot of the, Ideas that uh, you would see in later Far Cry games, like infiltrating outposts, tagging enemies with the binoculars, picking them off from a distance, etc., etc. It had vehicles. It had like I was like, going to say, it's yeah, really big, but not yeah. quite open world. Yeah, I, I, Far Cry Two. I fell so much in love with that game. God, I love slamming pills in that. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I did too. Like even, even the malaria stuff. Like where you you constantly need to. You know, do missions to get malaria medication, or, or and that can strike you at any time. Like, all right, I'm gonna pop. You feel pill. comfortable eating them like Tic Tacs, driving a yeah. jeep at a thousand miles an hour, opening an entire clip. Oh, mm-hmm. gotta check my pills. Yeah. Oh, my gun jammed. Gotta gotta clear that now. Duck behind cover in the middle of a firefight. And that I think that's that's weird because every time Far Cry kind of introduces a new locale, like. I thought Far Cry was tropical. Like, yeah, once slash point six times, and then it immediately went to Africa. And yep. I think I would. I don't know that I want to see a full remaster on that game, but I would kind of love to play it again. There's, it's a distinctly different flavor. Yeah, and, I mean, there is Far Cry mm-hmm. Classic, which uh, is is available on Xbox 360 and uh, PC. I think but is that backwards it. compatible? I'm sure it is. Right, you can play that probably on your Xbox yeah, series. I don't know. I didn't try, but. 
Well, that's the thing is is once we got three, which uh, hey, by the way, three is going to be ten years old this year. Just throwing that out there. Um, no one looked back at those earlier Far Cry games. Well, I think I, when people I, I don't think, think Far Cry now, I don't it's, think it's people really beyond. Crisis is is a great comparison because it's a you know a tech showcase for PCs. I don't think the franchise is a household name, and I think two sort of came out, and I was all on board. But I don't know if the I don't know how that sold or how like the the public perceived it. I feel like the series didn't fully become like a household game for a name for gamers until the third one. There yeah. there was something that caused the big pause between I think there must have been follow up games after two that were kinda like the instincts that Michael was saying for one, but mm-hmm. like no, well, yeah, I, it, I think Far Cry two, like I I fucking love Far Cry two. Me too. I yeah. think that, that like it got a mixed reception. There were things people really didn't like about it that were fixed mm. in Far Cry three, like uh the fact that like Far Cry three, when you clear an outpost, it stays cleared. Like your troops will move in. Far Cry 2, uh, you clear an outpost, and if you come back later, it'll be new guys there. Um, that sounds they, like heaven now. Remember that. Yeah, they, oh. don't, they don't stay cleared. But, but the thing that I like about 2 is it is probably the grittiest entry in yeah. the franchise, and I think it kind of had the most to say in that it, like, you're one of... Like you can, yeah. you can pick from like, uh, like a dozen different mercenaries that are in this unnamed Central African country. And, uh, you're in the middle of this civil war and the two sides keep contracting you to do stuff. And increasingly they look exactly the same. Like they seem to have the same goals. Like one pretends to be, uh, like have the moral high ground, but really they're just as bad as the other ones. Mm. And like, it becomes very bleak very quickly. And you, you meet these civilians and like saving these, trying to rescue these civilians becomes like your main reason for doing anything. And, you know, then bad things happen to them. And, uh, it's 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 interesting and like also you can you can have buddies make buddies with the other mercenaries and like they'll come and save you if you get like shot down in the middle of a fight and but if they get shot down and you don't have any like healing syringes you uh might have to put them out of their misery which oh, is wow. like that it's fucked up <laughs> it's like i'm going to shoot my friend now in the face i think they they've borrowed elements of those for more recent games like Mm -hmm. four had a little bit of like there's two factions and sometimes they'll both ask you to do shitty stuff but it didn't Mm -hmm. go nearly as far as two but but this is just like the factions are indistinguishable by design like you're meant to feel as though you're in a bleak situation this is supposed to be a statement on the futility of war Mm. and that's uh, that's what i think i'm well it never changes i'm i'm feeling now (laughs) uh just because i feel like far cry narratively is sort of pulled its punches when it introduces a fun new element and it this one felt not meaner but like it was gritty is a good word but also like there's a little bit more realism here i I just when i they told me i was playing a game montana up against a cult i expected some kind of statement or criticism of that and it just sort of disappeared and that doesn't disappear in this one there's a lot of Mm -hmm. shitty things to think about The one with the Montana one, yeah, I I actually, before that came out, like a day after the trailer, saying, as a person from a rural area in America right now, this is what I want to see from that game, and it did not. I want to to open fire in a Jeep through Trump country, through MAGA town. (laughs) Uh, Maybe that's just me, and that's that's my shitty expectations, but uh, this sort of blew me away, just because I don't think it, 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 because it especially wasn't as sexy a way to present that kind of gameplay style as 3 probably was. 
where mm-hmm. you're just water, tropical environment. Like, oh, I'd actually want to live here. And, like, you wouldn't really want to live anywhere in Far Cry 2. It's a war-torn, yeah. uh, underdeveloped it's, country. It's pretty, but it's also terrifying and yeah. relentlessly deadly. And wouldn't Bleak you rather go back to 2004 and play as this guy? Listen, dirtbag. Keep an eye out for some punk in a red Hawaiian shirt. If you see him, call me at once. Am I understood? Yes. Yes, sir. I'm heading out. I like being a punk in a red Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) He borrowed that shirt three weeks ago and hasn't returned it. I need my goddamn shirt back, Corporal. Yeah, And I think it was recently confirmed that Jack Carver, like the the jackal, the villain in, well, the nominal villain in Far Cry 2 is meant to be Jack Carver, who's like... He's been through some shit since Far Cry 1 and has gotten a lot more jaded. Uh, and now he's quoting Nietzsche liberally at mercenaries who come to try and kill him. That so. always works, by the way. Never, mm-hmm. never fails. Mm-hmm. No, never. Quote mm-hmm. philosophers whenever you have a gun pointed at you. <laughs> yeah. You'll bore them to death. They can't yeah. kill you. Then. No, no. I'll just, their trigger finger will wither away. Uh, and oh, Jesus, that guy just said God is dead. I, I guess we should oh, go. Oh, just man, drop the guns. No. What, is, what is the point of anything? I've never heard this before. It's like the reverse of a chick tract. <laughs> Did you see the one I saw? I posted the other day. It just says, thou art the man, and it's pointing at someone. So I had to respond, now, dog. I, uh, I don't know. Whatever you need to do to get into a toast impression you just go ahead and do it maddie mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my chick tract impression I, I, it was like just do more well and the reason it was yeah. british accent mm. is because of all those bible movies i saw growing up where everyone from the middle east mm. had a lovely british accent it was but great i turned the other cheek <laughs> Twas no, I the was one? the good Samaritan. No, I, I was watching the Jesus movie around Christmas time, and it's literally Peter Ustinov plays one of the kings of Egypt. The, it's the, so the, good. The prince from the pony king of England from Robin Hood? Yes, uh, Blackbeard's Ghost. Blackbeard's Ghost. <laughs> I was saying for it's the audience, the man. the Jesus movie? I was on board. Yes. Like Santa Claus the movie? G- the Jesus movie? Does Jesus no, ever make plays... this noise? <laughs> 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 that's, that's Peter Ustinov. I've watched that is like not Peter. I, I watched the that Peter Ustinov marathon on Turner Classic Movies less than a year ago. I, 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 I can't do an impression, plays, but I know what I he sounds like. He plays King Herod, which, if you know the story, like King Herod's the one who like sent troops to kill infants, yeah. and so it's like Ustinov making that order, but in his very Ustinov way. Like, girl, now listen to the order. Oh. He's like, Kill could- the infants! When is a poo, but I'm, oh, brother, a little drunk. <laughs> Blackbeard's ghost, Disney Plus. Don't sleep on it. He rides a motorcycle it's- as a ghost. It's a ghost. Holy shit. And punches out a track team. Uh, what would you do if you were a ghost? Invisible. Obviously, help a, tra- a small track team win a competition. <laughs> That's. <laughs> It also stars Dean Jones. Just fucking go see it because Dean Jones. I think it was his birthday yesterday. Uh, Happy yes, birthday, Dean Jones. Dean Jones. Is, 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 I'm glad you're not dead. And just like Herbie, I want you inside me. <laughs> I, I think Dean Jones is dead, actually. <laughs> so, I stand by what I said. Going back to Far Cry. I stand um, by what I said. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. Going back to what we were saying about Crisis. Like, it's a, it's a good uh, analogy because uh, Crisis and Far, the original Far Cry are both by the same developer, Crytek. Which for a while put either Cry or a Y into every game that they did, like Rise, Son of Rome, for example. Uh, oh. Still, still doing it, by the way. Christ, Crisis Four just teased today. Yeah. It's got the Y yeah. right yeah, there. Of course, it's got the Y. That's the brand. Well, uh, th- well, their games were um, 
they were tech showcases mm-hmm. that were meant to really uh, show show off their engine because that's the thing is they had developed this cool Crytek engine and so like I'd say in a lot of ways Far Cry One very much felt more like a tech demo than a fully mm-hmm. fleshed out like fun game which mm-hmm. I think the right. early Crisis games like also suffer yeah. from a little bit I, of that I think it, both of those were revolutionary for their time but yeah I I do like that it started as like a tech demo sort of tech showcase game. And became like one of Ubisoft's flagship open world franchises, and like oh, yeah. one of the premier open world franchises. When if people I wasn't, think I, open I remember worlds. playing for the first Far Cry with friends. The I'm given the illusion that it's an open world game because it's just like, can you die if you jump off this cliff? Like, no, it just I make a big splash in the water. Like, look at the fucking yeah. water. There's a yeah. waterfall over. There. Like, Whoa, let's see what it does. Holy shit! It like runs off. Like everywhere we turned, you could do something with the fauna or the water, and like. It, I, I feel like I spent so much time fucking around and it's like oohs and ahs happening as my friends were watching at uh, my friend's computer. Uh, I was given the illusion that we were we had free reign over the world, but I guess we never did. I think it, I remember a big part of the marketing in that game was you mentioned the fauna. It was like, oh, you can use the palm leaves to hide from your enemies mm-hmm. of the first yeah. game. And, uh, but it's also like. Well, wait, so if I have a better graphics card, am I more hidden because I can see more yeah. of these leaves? My, my leave is only one polygon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think leave. there was also stuff like you can shoot uh, trees apart, like cut them down with your bullets. Maybe that was Crisis, yeah. and I'm just getting confused. But I never, I have never, ever touched the first Crisis because I never had a machine that was capable of handling it. And I'm not standing over anyone's shoulder to look at graphics anymore because mm. I'm an adult and my feet yes. hurt. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Speaking of being an adult whose feet hurt, we should probably move on to... Number two. Bill, I implore you think about this. <laughs> you implore me? <laughs> you implore me. You always were one for fancy words. <laughs> well, things are different now, John. Now I'm in charge! No more Dutch, and no more you. Implored. Uh, you guys. Know That's that game is. where everybody talks like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, a lot of people might be confused if they never played the original hmm, in, this, yes. in this series. So, yeah, is, I, is that is that where we, the Red Dead Redemption One mm-hmm. open is world. the second game in technically right. in the Red but I th- Dead series? I thought the series. way the way. We said, op- is it- was there an argument in, in their chat whether Red Dead Redemption 1 was an open world game? No. Uh, okay. they, there was an argument over whether Red Dead Revolver counts as yeah. part of the same series as Red Dead Redemption 1 no. and 2. I think it arguably right. does. And it, it but has it's, to. It's totally, well, it has to for this list. There are other similarities I'll yeah, point out when yeah. you're finished with Well, your Well, um, yeah, so Red Dead Reden- or Red Dead Revolver, the original, which I think people probably would barely remember if it hadn't gotten a re-release on uh, modern mm-hmm. consoles. It's 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 an astonishing story, and mm-hmm. I probably has more to say about how much I'm going to guess the Hauser brothers wanted to do a western mm-hmm. because like yeah. there was no reason to save this game and interpret it as a rock star game, and it did not sell well. And there was not any reason to think it would sell better by <laughs> giving you more of a, a nothing range to explore. Mm-hmm. I, I, like no big company, I think, would have bet on Red Dead Redemption after seeing Revolver. And they even abandoned the name. 
Like, so, uh, yeah. Well, I think it, it had to differentiate itself, like show that this is a, a different uh, sort of experience. And it, 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 it was it, ve- very different but, that the original was produced by this company called Angel Studios, mm-hmm. which was working with Capcom to create this very like Japanese uh arcade style western shooter which yeah. like uh, uh there's there's some rumors that it's like it may have been meant as like a spiritual successor to Gunsmoke to Gunsmoke you can right. see like early footage of it from when it was still being produced uh, by Capcom excuse me it's gun.smoke uh, please yes, don't gun. sue smoke. please don't sue CBS um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you you can see like early footage when it was still a Capcom game where it yeah. looks really goofy and it's a whole bunch of like, you know, shooting people and like, right. oh, they they do a little dance or. We got a standoff, uh, uh simulator. You got, this is going to be the core purpose of the game. Mm-hmm. Well, just, yeah, just to reinforce do do. this idea that it might be a sequel, quote unquote, to Gun.Smoke or would have been. So the guy whose idea it was at Capcom, Yoshiki Okamoto, mm-hmm. he was the producer of Gun.Smoke as well as Final Fight and Street Fighter 2, a uh, big producer there, but like, he worked on Gun.Smoke, and I guess this game was his idea. I don't know how much of that idea, you know, is what you see on the screen with the final product. Like, how much Angel then just took that and ran with it. Because it yeah. definitely is a bigger game than Gun.Smoke. It's it's like a... I've heard it described as like a really fancy shooting range. Like, okay. the way the levels work. Because it's kind of like, yeah, you just dropped in this scenario, go hunt this guy down. Because you're, yeah. you're a bounty hunter well, it's, for a it's lot a, of it's a third-person shooter. Um, yeah. it, it's fun. I adored it at the time in part because I'm a gunman. L- listen listen to the, the fucking intro music. Yeah. Yeah. You want Marconi? Got some seventies vibes. What? Is, is that, that's got some seventies. Oh, yeah. Well, is that, it wasn't until Bill? it wasn't until years later that I found out. Well, that music actually has a name. It's called "His Name Was King." It is from the movie of the same name with Klaus Kinski, and all of the music, I think, or at least most of it, was licensed from Italian spaghetti westerns. Yeah. Uh-huh. As, okay, and that's it's, what it's I was going to ask. It's used you. later in a Tarantino movie. I forget which one. Yeah. Well, what I was going to ask you: There's like. There's spaghetti westerns back then, and this is sort of riffing on those, but I, I would argue actually that the third game ripped them the most. But then there's other subgenre. I'd say they were like westerns that were meant to be more like Yojimbo. Like they were kind of modeled after Japanese movies, and this, yeah, this dollars. felt like that. It was emulating that to yeah. me more. Well, that's still a spaghetti western. To the, to the, yeah, spaghetti westerns, but to the point that, uh, you know, the, the cutscenes were made to look like older film grain, like, like a grindhouse movie or something mm-hmm, where there was mm-hmm. like, you know, you see, you see the film grain, you see like little streaks that pop up on screen mm-hmm. sometimes. Right. And the colors are kind of faded. And, and yeah, it's, it's all meant to evoke that. And there were, I believe, five playable characters in addition to like, there's the main character, Red Harlow, who's the, you know, the standard gunslinger. He looks a little bit right. like John Marston. I, why and, do you think that is? They just liked the design and kept it for Marston because it was a branding thing? Maybe. And like, I, I thought when I first saw John Marston that he was red, but no, that, that wasn't the case. Like, it's got the, the cheek scars and everything. Yeah. But yeah. then I think there, there was also, um, there was like a, a British gunslinger in a bowler hat. There was, uh, this woman who's like, 
Oh, she's got to save her ranch that her daddy left her. There's this black soldier named Buffalo Soldier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, and, that, that's his name. And there's uh, there's Red's cousin. So Red is half European, half Native American, and has strong ties to this tribe. And his cousin, who you do play as, well, I'll just play the clip. Cousin Red? Shadow Wolf? I knew I'd find you. The blood bond between is strong. I'll go to Brimstone. I'll have the cavalry here in no time. Go fast, soldier. Unless we separate, we will have no chance for escape. I will go this way and meet you at Diego's Fort. Yes, Shadow Wolf. Is Honestly, I, th- I thought you mistakenly played a clip from Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hearing so many similarities. Cousin Red, Shadow Wolf. But you know, but I, I wasn't entirely sure. Like you know, is 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 Red Dead Revolver even considered like? Canon in Redemption is it sort of like the oh, GTA? Please tell me checked. I've always wanted did, to know how I much they check. carry over. Like, is is there any overlap there, or is it like you know GTA San Andreas isn't canon in the same universe that GTA Four and Five are? Doesn't he show up? In, it's uh, not what? What Harlow? Uh, well, he shows up. I think in the uh, there was a DLC pack for the original where he you can use him as like a multiplayer character, mm. uh, but. He is mentioned. There's like something like a 50 year difference in between Red Dead Revolver oh. and Red Dead Redemption 2, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the earlier game in, in chronologically. In and back series. then, that was the lifespan of a full grown American. Yep, yep. But you can. There is a guy that you can meet and talk to standing next to a campfire who has a story to tell. And my brother, he's dead now, but he used to tell me stories about Red Harlow. Yep. Yep. You probably heard of him. Legendary bounty hunter bringing the savage outlaws of the frontier to justice. Man who watched his parents get murdered in front of him as a boy, but who uses that pain to become a better man and ultimately to wreak his vengeance. I'm glad you laid it out so eloquently, random stranger. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of talking a lot. I didn't really want to know your whole life story. Yeah, (laughs) we just kind of met, buddy. You know, this this seat was open. I don't know what to tell you. There are fan theories that Red might actually be Uncle. That uh, the 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 lazy moocher character might actually be uh, Red Harlow as an old man who's just. I'm still never ever played this, despite my love for like everybody involved. Which yeah, one? Uh, uh, Revolver. Oh, Revolver, Revolver yeah. yeah. Well, um, then you're missing great lines like this. What do you say? Um, I think he says that smells. No, I think uh, this, it hurts. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. It's supposed to be that that hurts, but I think it's like, it's supposed to be like ese se duele, and he says mm-hmm. it ese se duele. So like that, yes, hurts. <laughs> this is if hurts. This is a uh, rock stars, Cali- like Southern California team. Because mm-hmm. I've always, I not I haven't been curious enough to ever look it up, but I've always been curious as to whether like Capcom paid for this game for years mm-hmm. um, to be developed, and did they have any ownership over the characters? Were their characters? From another franchise, did they change the names? Yeah. Uh, why did they change the name in the entire genre? Why did the Housers buy this? But the, the Housers kind of saved the whole company, mm-hmm. uh, and be, it became Rockstar San Diego. Yeah, they, it they, still they is bought the company. Like the game had been canceled by Capcom. First yeah. off, like they they it wasn't like oh Capcom was working on it, and then Rockstar came in and said like hey let's let's buy this and finish it. No, it was already dead. Yeah, there was and there was nothing. It wasn't even. I don't think it was playable. 
Uh, and I, again, I asked about this when I was there, and, and there was just no one really left around who could remember it because it was mm. still kind of 15 it, years it, before I got it there. It would be a really rare publishing deal for the publisher not to own any of that stuff that was used That's what in I'm the saying. game eventually. Yeah, like it's, it, it does happen. Well, I mean, Rockstar yeah. did have a relationship, like a business relationship with Capcom, so I'm sure they are they, their publisher in Japan. Yeah, exactly. So they probably uh, were able to work something out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I probably shouldn't say this, but it's fun. Every time we, you know, we occasionally would get people from Capcom Japan come over and they give presentations, and whenever they're doing like a PowerPoint, they're like, "It's great to be in America," and the slide would switch. I'm making the slide noise. Shouldn't have done that. Why am I explaining it? But it would be, be a picture of GTA, and the whole company would laugh, and then I'd have to be reminded, like, in Japan, that's a Capcom game, and mm-hmm. they're very proud of it. And so, I, so it is pretty bizarre that, like, uh, Rockstar picked up to publish the game that Capcom dropped, because it's it, to, to certain fans in Japan, GTA and Red Dead Redemption are Capcom games. Wow. Uh, if, you go, <laughs> if, you go to, if you go to TGS, I remember when I was working with them, we were working on Ace Attorney, and right around from Ace Attorney was Max Payne 3. Same, like sharing a booth, if you can consider those coexisting That's right crazy. next to one another. I'm, I'm doing a quick search of Angel Studios, uh, just seeing what they worked on before the acquisition. Oh, a bunch of stuff. Uh, so technically, like Rockstar owns a company that worked on an Echo the Dolphin game uh, and Mr. Bones for Sega Saturn. That's Anyone? the best Saturn <laughs> game that ever existed. If you like any kind of genre, Mr. Bones has it. Yeah. They did. They did. I think the first Midnight Club, uh, yeah. and I, I think what got them in good with Capcom was they did the N sixty four port for Resident Evil two. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yes. and that's what yeah prompted uh, that guy to approach them and say like, hey, let's let's do this Western game. And I think yeah. it was originally pitched as a game called SWAT, and it was going to be like a SWAT game, but then they decided, well, maybe we want to do a Western instead, and so that became Spaghetti Western Action Team. <laughs> oh yes, wow. yeah, Project Swatch. Sure. Wow, yeah. What, what, why wasn't it named that? That I don't know. <laughs> that would have been great. I mean, that's basically what it was. That's exactly what it was. It's five characters. It's an action team. I think there was originally supposed to be a samurai in there, but there wasn't. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a very silly game tonally compared to Redemption. Um, clearly. The, the switch to open world was already also accompanied by a much more serious tone and uh, a crazy amount of melancholy compared to the original. But mm-hmm. if you want to talk about a series that was utterly transformed by the shift to open world, I, I think I have to give it to this one. one. This is my story. <laughs> it's the usual thing. Boy meets girl. Boy loses girl. Boy meets another girl. Well, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Don't think my life is all flowers and romance, though. I wish. More and more, my life is spent out here, fighting some of the worst the city has to offer. Sometimes it's just a mugger. Sometimes it's a bigger problem. Ah, Toby Maguire with the performance of the century in what game? Uh, uh, yes, uh, yes, okay. Toby Maguire. This this is Clem Fandango. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, I, uh, yes, so, I yeah, hear yes. you, Clem Fandango. Yes, the, the client had asked you to uh, reread it, but but perhaps care, please. <laughs> uh, phoned in, but uh, this is Spider-Man, specifically Spider-Man Two, and yes. I think like like I was telling you, Matt, like this this is a little crazy to me, but. I don't think any series 
any franchise was more transformed by the shift to open world where once it did that in Spider-Man 2, uh, it just created this this template and this expectation for what future Spider-Man games should be like. And like, no matter who the publisher is, no matter who the developer is, if it is an open world Spider-Man game, it, it will feel somewhat like 2. I have to super agree with you, Michael. In, in, in fact, I think not just expectations for Spider-Man games, but open world games for a while. Mm-hmm. Like that model of this is an open world game based in a city mm-hmm. and the city is kind of the borders of the map. Like so many open world games ripped that from basically Spider-Man 2. And yeah. I would go oh. even further. Sorry, Life, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Interrupting everybody. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go back to what, something I wanted to say in the previous one that I was waiting to say, but um, it, it, it's it, it's a similar thing with Spider-Man. You know, that's that's kind of the fantasy. That's what we really love about that is the, yeah. or at least I do. You mm-hmm. know, the idea of you know slinging through the city and finding a crime and right. stuff, as opposed to being you know, it's like you fight it on your own, and it's just like the same way with Red Red Redemption. That's what I think mm-hmm. in the uh, ima- imagination. That's what people think yeah. of with the old West yeah. is that wom- roaming that you know endless yeah. expanse and they captured that so well like no, no one else has and even though one's in a deep country and one's in a deep city i think that idea works well for both these games no um, one wants to play a spider-man game even if it's 3d like uh there's a purse snatcher spider-man on the loose i marked it on your map and <laughs> another kid's lost a balloon go get it i would say, i would go as far to say like not only can spider-man was not able to go back from this there are plenty mm-hmm. of spider-man games before this right the Superhero subgenre couldn't go back after this because yeah. the idea of that wish fulfillment of being this this character who is saving a city in need, a population in need, it's it's difficult to remember unless you're like a because there's most of those superhero games suck except for some mm. some mm-hmm. Super Nintendo and some arcade ones, but they were all Final Fight clones. Walk right, beat up people. Yeah, sure. Maybe you'll see a villain like a famous villain at the end of the level. That's all they were, and they're. I don't think those will be held up as remarkable. Whereas these are the wish fulfillment you really wanted. I want yeah. to be. I don't well, want to just see Spider Man. I want to be Spider. I, I think the the most successful superhero franchise, other than the Spider Man games, was at its peak when it kind of just did the Spider Man thing. Like Arkham City Batman. was basically when they when they did Spider Man. It's like yeah, you're in this city and it's open world, but you're not. It didn't feel bloated like Arkham Knight. Did. Arkham Knight was the last one, wasn't it? Like yeah. it's that that one was just like yeah, the, no city just nailed it. It, it. it felt more like a Spider-Man game because that's the other thing is like he, he putting kind of, it in he Manhattan kind of makes like Spider-Man with a grappling hook to nowhere. But uh, but putting it in, it's just the size of Manhattan. Sometimes somehow just feels like the perfect size yeah. for an open world map for yeah. a superhero game. It doesn't feel unmanageable or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it, it, it you don't even have to have been there. You just sort of have you kind of have an understanding of the size of that. That yeah, world. that's true. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've they've made it obviously bigger with as the technology has enabled them to. Like mm-hmm. the latest Spider Man games are amazing compared yes. to two. But in our mind's eye, I think we think of Spider Man well, Two as I, having I, like you know, just I, an. I elaborate. did go back and try to play Spider Man, like the PS Two version of Spider Man Two, after playing the PS Four one. It's just like this is like a, a cardboard diorama someone set up <laughs> in their basement. That's how this feels. It, it, it I know, it's, but it's like trying to go back and play Tomb Raider 1. But if you yeah. go back and play Spider-Man 1, mm-hmm. the Valiant Activision 1, which is just like, it's like Bionic, the 06 Bionic Commando. Fog, 
and you're heavily focused in certain directions. You can jump on top yeah. of these buildings, fight mm-hmm. this boss, and we'll load you to a different area. And and you get this great voiceover from Stan Lee. Welcome, true believers and newcomers alike. Spider-Man co-creator Stan Lee here. Once again, we find our hero Peter Parker, better known around the world as the amazing Spider-Man in a heap of trouble. But this is just the beginning, Spidey fans. So get ready for a true superhero action thriller, packed to the brim with thrills and chills, twists and turns, more supervillains than you can shake a web at, and of course, non-stop web-slinging, wall-crawling action. Yeah, I think that, oh. that never-soft PlayStation Spider-Man game was kind of like giving us a taste of what was possible mm-hmm. like you know you you had like a certain limited area that you could just you know swing around the city as you go to the next uh like interior location where you're going to fight some thugs or whatever mm-hmm. and also like you know you were just sort of like tethering the webs to god knows what like they just went straight up and you just kept swinging around who cares what it's connected to it doesn't matter um, and you saw that in the first movie game, which was sort of an evolution of this. Without the the cool, even like hub worldness of the New York, it was it was a bunch of mostly interior areas. Sometimes you get to swing around the city and fight the vulture again. You know, you know, your webs aren't tethering to anything. Uh, Spider Man Two, I think, was the first one to introduce the idea of your webs will actually stick to surfaces. And you will swing from them in a very believable way. Shouldn't swing higher than a building. That, mm-hmm. is, that is yeah. your height. <laughs> but but you know it just that idea of the physics and and like once once we got that it was like having a weight lifted off your chest that you didn't know was there. It's just mm-hmm. like oh my god, breathing room. Oh my god, all this space to move around. This is so cool. This is what a Spider Man well, should I, be. And I, I think that's like. If you were to ask people what they wanted to do as Spider-Man, probably web slinging, as in not web bombs, not mm-hmm. web nets. Nope. I want to swing around like Tarzan as Spider-Man, and that really wasn't possible until they gave it the open world. So there are superhero. Can you imagine an open world Captain America game? How would that even work? But, but Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man needs an open world. We have a, a, a last year had a great Guardians game that was the op, like the total yeah. opposite of open world. That's yeah. true. And yeah. uh, and but Spider-Man needed that. Really yes. needed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Captain America's too landbound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and even even when you play him in good games that he's in that aren't Spider-Man games, like they're it's not as fun to play as Spidey because when he's just fighting and not swinging around cities, it's like. Yeah, he's fine. He's a little underpowered compared to these other guys. Like, I'll no, it, play something else. You know? it, it's one of those. The, oh, the first open world Spider-Man game made every Spider-Man game before it shittier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Yeah, and then he went after it that wasn't wasn't as good, shittier. I, I spent the whole summer of like the early '90s on a swim team just to get Spider-Man on Genesis. I'm telling you, I played oh that game God. a lot. I mm-hmm. loved it. I did whatever I could to get it because when I had no money, but um. Okay, the the Sega arcade one's still kind of fun, but other than that, like, there's no re- like, I know it's hard to go back to the original open world one too, but like, yeah. it, it it's not it, Spider Man has like kind of the worst beat 'em up games, whereas there's a ton of great Marvel and DC beat 'em up games. Yeah. What um, about Arcade's Revenge, Spider Man and X Men? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a fan personally, but like, I love the box. Mm-hmm. Do you remember who the tutorial voiceover guy was in the... Bruce uh, Campbell? Yeah. Well, sequel time already, huh? Welcome back, I guess. 
<laughs> yeah, those are the best parts of those games, honestly. <laughs> I just want to remark again, um, we did it on Laser Time this week. Spider-Man No Way Home is Doctor Strange in it. And um, what I told you not to spoil it. It's God in the trailer, it. Matt, <laughs> okay. And, I, okay. and some other characters. But Sam Raimi is directing the new Doctor Strange movie. Huh. Oh, he is. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So like, the multiverse had an effect on Sam Raimi too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got spit into Doctor Strange directorial orbit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I say this as a lifelong Spider-Man fan, and I'm more glad than anything that Chris Baker is not here to weigh in at all. Because I know <laughs> we would have nothing to say. And I hope, if he's still listening, I hope he's not angry that I said that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I also appreciated that Spider-Man 2, like, it did what a lot of movie games do, which is that, like, look, a movie, like, a two-hour movie is not enough material to fill a 40-hour game. So we're going to invent a bunch of shit, add a bunch of villains from the comics and, and other characters that never appear in the movie. And uh, my personal favorite addition was this. Hand over those jewels you took. <laughs> jewels? I saw you leaving that jewelry store. You know, the one with the alarm blasting. <laughs> I don't have any jewels. Wait, what's your name? Me? I'm Black Cat. And I just crossed your path. Uh, so, yeah, Black Cat enters the game narrative and sort of becomes an alternate love interest for a while. Like, uh, Peter and Mary Jane break up and then he, like, meets Black Cat. And it's like, actually, I like this person way more than that bad Kirsten Dunst performance. Um, you would. <laughs> You're the kind of Batman that would fuck Catwoman, though. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Batman's the kind of Batman who would fuck Catwoman. I think they're canonical. <laughs> it took like 80 years. but, <laughs> but how, Was it like two years ago there was the debate about Batman eating pussy, right? Like, wasn't well, that going around there? I think so, because that, that comic that showed his dick. Mm -hmm. oh. um, <laughs> taken, uh, whatever, do what you got to do. Of course um, Batman but does I, that. I also just had to get Black Cat in her appearance in the original PlayStation game. Hey, Spider. Hey, Black Cat. What's going on? I know there's been some trouble, but the bank's being robbed, and they've got hostages. Use your spidey compass to get to the bank quickly. Thanks, Cat. Hey, Spider-Man. Come over here. When a building is close enough, you can swing to it. Press the jump button, and then press and hold the R2 button while in the air to swing. <laughs> New, you are no Bruce Campbell, Black Cat. Don't hey. try to do his job. <laughs> Look, at his girl like? Look at his girl over here looking at my HUD. Come on up and see me sometime, Spider-Man. Tell me what buttons to push. Hey. God, the acting and all these. Yeah. Oh, oh, you want to you talk about fucking acting? One no. cat was treed, now freed. Thanks. My name is Spider-Man, and I'll be your superhero today. Just yeah, Toby, Toby, this is Clem Fandango again. Uh, can you hear me? Toby yes, I can hear in. you, Clem Fandango. <laughs> <laughs> So bad. And this so is bad. Mary Jane, the girl next door, the girl I love. But love is a tricky thing when you live part of your life behind a mask. <laughs> Ray like fucking purchase. <laughs> <laughs> Ray oh, fucking man. purchase. Who who let you in here? Man, I always <laughs> use Toby, Toby McGuire as an example of like you can make Spider Man too nerdy. <laughs> what a what a wiener! What a what an outright wiener! 
Jones. Right up there with uh, Christopher Walken in True Crime Streets of L.A. <laughs> and here's here's a fun fact for you right now to catch up with the conversation. Just uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I googled Spider-Man 1 game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the game that comes up. Wow. Uh, if you hit, I'm feeling lucky. And there it's are, like how people think Grand Theft Auto 3 is the first Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there are dozens of Spider-Man games. But there are dozens, there's, there are more, there's more 3D games before this. This is the first game that comes up. Mm-hmm. Because this is where, you know, I think historically you might be able to argue as well as this game sold, this might have been responsible for Spider-Man becoming a household name. Because every time I go see those movies, I'm just like, does everyone in this theater know who all these characters are? They do! They know who Black Cat is fucking crazy. Not that you've ever seen Black Cat in the movie theaters, but not yet anyway. But like, uh, yeah, people go ape shit because Spider-Man's so well saturated in other mediums despite not having very many movies. Not well. He was, think? I think he was syndicated uh, as a yeah. Sunday strip in my local comic. Like that's yeah. how, yeah. like mm-hmm. that character has always been kind of mass for a comics character. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Remember the, the 80s company. series? He's on yeah, the electric company. Yeah. He had he had his own uh, a 60s series, a 90s series. Uh, he was in a Shinobi game, but we don't talk about there's, that. There's a Japanese series where he has a giant robot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Once again, that was one of my favorite moments of I listed that as my favorite moments of television of last year. I cannot recommend that enough. It's called Marvel 616 on Disney Plus, and it's a one-hour documentary on the Japanese Spider-Man, which mm. has only been brought up on corners of the internet and snark. Look how cheesy it is. And that's what Disney money gets. They go over to Japan, find everybody who worked on it to talk about, like, how, what did you know about Spider-Man when you made It's fucking phenomenal and mm. how being high like metaphors for their relationship with their dad and high points of their career and how foreign countries you know it uh, absorb pop culture from other countries white imperialism but but whatever it's 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 one of my favorite most heartening things i've ever seen it's the first episode of marvel 616 on disney plus i can't recommend it enough God, I love Japanese Spider-Man so much. Six one six is Earth, right? In the Marvel, yeah. it okay. was. I, I think the comics destroyed that. And uh, Earth, sorry, I mean our dimension of Earth. Mm-hmm. It, it was the Marvel comics dimension, but then they came up with Ultimate, and they had Battlegrounds, which like shook everything out and threw Miles Morales in our universe. Uh, and I thought the movies had a different Earth number, but it. You know what? I should have just said I don't. Why didn't I just say I don't know? Why does why don't people do that more on a podcast? I would not get any messages if I just said I don't know. <laughs> I know. All it's I did true. was explain why I don't know. I wasted your time and mine. <laughs> I was in rapture though. Was Learn like, yeah, from yeah, me. You know what they Learn call Miles Morales in Paris? Kilometers Morales. Uh, a Miles Morales with cheese. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Sorry. A Royale spider. <laughs> that's a that's a worse spin Miles on your joke. Royale. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> we're just thinking for kilometers around. We're workshopping live on a six-hour podcast. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we should probably move along. So on that note, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Let's 
get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. No, we're just out of a screening of Spider-Man No Way Home, and I'm here with the most knowledgeable man I know in the field of all things Spider-Man, Chris Baker. How you doing, buddy? Uh, you're too kind. Thank you, Chris. I couldn't get tickets at all for the Thursday screening. As the Spider-Man tickets sold out real fast, crashed AMC's website. And I asked around, does anybody want to see Spider-Man at 1 p.m. on Friday? <laughs> because it's like, I'm not dodging spoilers again. I'm just not. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i go with you again right. on Saturday, whenever you can do it. But I'm going to experience this fresh. Super important to me. And I'm, I like that the hype for this movie was like through the roof. But when I saw Endgame... I think it, I was talking to you about it. Like, I didn't... The trailer only showed, like, the first 40 minutes of the movie. I had no no idea what oh, yeah, Endgame yeah. was even going like, to be about. Time travel and all that was, like, completely left right. out of the... I, I, yeah. I, I read your movie sites and all that stuff, but I'm really good at avoiding spoilers. But, like, dude, the Spider-Man stuff just crept over into everything. And when I finally walked out of the movie, I'm like... Yeah, other than the post credit scene, like, that, all of that. All of that was spoiled for me, like naturally on Facebook. Man, they broke through. I got hit by every spoiler. It was still, it, you need to see it, even if it's been spoiled. Certain details have been spoiled for you. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment, where to make the pause before I played the stop, sound even stop, longer stop. than usual... Chris has something to share. Oh, God. I looked up while we were doing this the the openest open world games, or the biggest open world games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, <laughs> It's fuel, isn't I, it? I was shocked that I... One, I only played one of them. Two, uh, Michael has worked on several of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, worked in quotes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number five is Arma, four, Arma 3 at 104 square miles, which is fucking nuts. That in and of itself is huge. Uh, Just Cause 4 at 300, uh, about 400 square miles. Wow. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe that's like 60,000 kilometers for our English listeners. Mm -hmm. Uh, You didn't laugh, but that that information was false. I wouldn't know. So that information was totally (laughs) false. Please don't, uh, don't, yeah, don't add us. Uh, Final Fantasy 15. Is number three on the list, which, with which is weird years. because as open worlds maps that feels small to me. Maybe it was the well cover. that there you go, and and I think Ghost Recon Breakpoint hmm. at seven hundred and eighty one wow. square miles, Damn. and then topping the list by over double, uh, the Crew Two nineteen hundred nineteen hundred square miles. But again, you're in a car and you're not meant to explore. You All kind of, of are. Stuff. Well, you, you can explore big chunks of it, but. Right, but you're not supposed to get out of the fucking car and like do stuff around there. How big would the horizon, Forza Horizon maps, they, they've got to be mm. toward getting up there toward <sighs> the right? I mean, that's an excellent question. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, according to the square mileage offered from, uh, what, is, what make use of us.com, that is the, t- the five biggest open world games okay. that we have. Nice. And I don't think we should have done a top five out of that for as much as we have to say about it right now. 
Well, certainly the number one biggest gap between Michael playing the sound. Yeah. 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 Oh, for sure. Thank you. You can tell Matt's editing this segment. Yeah. <laughs> this is only the I'm like, are we really doing this? Not at one point did he say, like, that's really big. I like that game. Like, this is going too long. <laughs> so Windjammers 2 came out last week did anyone have a chance to play it you did no, no. yeah I did uh, it looks really cool it's from uh, .mu who usually do really good retro throwbacks mm-hmm. and I played it uh, played through a few matches lost every single one and realized like oh yeah this is why I don't play Windjammers 1 very much I suck at it Sounds like Windjammers, yeah. Man, okay, so it's it's accurate to the original because that was my always mm-hmm. my Windjammers experience. It's like. difficult. There's like a bunch of different types of shots and throws that you can do. And did, did Giant Bomb make this popular? Uh, Gersman, Gersman, yeah, probably, did yeah. A lot. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's it it see it it seems fun. Like Dan Cortez is extreme pong, and <laughs> so it's. <laughs> I know who Dan Cortez is. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling it would be a lot more fun playing against a friend who's also trying to figure it out than it would just playing against the computer with it knows what it's doing and can yeah. maneuver outmaneuver me consistently. Yes. Someone who's building and modifying cheap arcade games. Hmm. You Windjammers people don't know nothing about Neo Geo's Bang Bead. Bang Bead. <laughs> it's it is extreme pong. Uh, but you have a ball that you throw, and you have stars behind. Have you not played Bang Bead? Dude, no. Bang Bead. No. no. Bang Bead for life. Never and heard then of it. I thought a... that was like a component that you were talking about. That yeah, Neo yeah. Geo's it sounds had. like no, a pinball it's, it's, it's machine a, part. It's a know? game oh, called yeah. Bang Bead, where they uh, they pick up a girl and then uh, leave her in the middle of nowhere. No, it's uh, uh, it's it's a good. It's a good I understand <laughs> that reference. <laughs> <laughs> Lay still looks at me like you. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Bang Bead. Bang Bead. It's it just the funniest game title I've ever heard in my life, and it's a very good arcade game that is a lot like Windjammers. Windjammers is like, hey, if you ever feel too good at air hockey and want to feel like shit because you're bad at air hockey, <laughs> Windjammers. Yeah. Okay. It's I like that, frisbee that pong. <laughs> yeah. This is a much better anecdote. Edit mine out. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like if if you like playing air hockey against yourself and losing, windjammers. <laughs> it's on Game Pass. My most impressive moment was uh, just looking at art of this one character during like one of the menu screens, who's like winding up as if she's about to like throw the frisbee overhand. Like mm-hmm. just just sort of like holding it back behind her, and it's like something about this makes me think she's French, and then it's like yes, that character is in fact from France. I guess correctly. I don't know why. Huh. Because it did some like vaudevillian mime sh- shit. Sorry, I hiccups. Ruin the joke. Uh, yes, vaudevillian mime shit. Um, yeah, ruined an already bad joke with my fucking Rick Sanchez impression. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, well, I think you might have more to say, Chris, about the Artful Escape, which is out yes. this week on Switch and PS5. That looks cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's one of the most. What did I say about it? In, I, I I I was considering nominating this for my favorite game of the year, just because it was something I picked up on Game Pass, played in almost one sitting. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. yeah, it's only like two or two to four hours, but in terms of a story game, it's like a you know we uh, uh, walking simulators always have the luxury of having good stories because they can just tell you instead of show you things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas this game is constantly interactive. 
It's a chill Sonic game, just when you're moving to mm. and from dialogue areas. And then it's a Guitar Hero game when you get to dialogue areas. It's it's like more about the emotion of the story. Like they tell you a little bit of story exposition through like cutscenes, but then it's like now just go run through this level and slide on your knees while wailing on your guitar. And it's it's so it becomes playable psychedelia at one point. You're the nephew of a Bob Dylan type who is playing his first show and then kidnapped by aliens to save the universe with rock. Yeah, yeah because they're, you secretly want to be Ziggy Stardust type. Yeah, yeah, you want to be a glam rocker and. But but that is my favorite part about it because like I do experience story best through games with little act- interactivity mm-hmm. and this somehow I feel like meshed that very well. Like the environments are hilarious and there's tons of things to do and interact with and you're not you're not really doing much. You're just walking to and from things, but it mm-hmm. is hysterical and moving and one of my favorite games I played last year Artful Escape cannot recommend enough it has this weird like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy feel with the humor it's funny you mentioned humor because I've never heard anyone bring that up with this game yeah. but it's like it it has a, a little bit of weird humor to it it's, it's yeah, really Car- Carl Weathers is a huge character in this game oh, really? <laughs> yes yeah. that's great oh, yeah. yeah he's like one of the the, the well, I never mind. But uh, but he's, and there's, he's there's your some, mentor. It, he's your Ziggy Stardust mentor. I think Jason Schwartzman is in it, and he is. He play, and he plays like a like an alien creature. You don't even yeah. know it's him at first. Yeah, it, it's got a huge, crazy cast, and like it's totally worth your time. Um, yeah. And again, not to shill, it's on Game Pass. Yeah, so, sorry, Switch and PS Five people who have to pay for it because it is on Game Pass. <laughs> Instead of you could pay for this or one month of Game Pass. I'm sorry. Well, it's it's kind of a big week for. Uh, People on PS5 who want to pick up something that was previously on another platform mm, yes. because uh, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection yes. is is out as well. And um, it collects uh, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, and Uncharted Lost Legacy. Yes. Uh, and I was watching IGN's review uh, or, or tech video on it. And uh, mm-hmm. obviously it's, it's not out as of this recording. It will be out by the time the show hits but um what they were saying was that it's like okay right you know 60 fps 4k obviously but that it also cuts loading times to the point where there functionally are none it's like it's like a three second transition as opposed to like you know 30 to 45 seconds while stuff loads it actually adds in addition to the 60 4k you said they add another performance plus mode that is 120 hertz mode uh i think that's running at 1440p maybe but it's like most people don't even have 120 hertz TVs to be able to mm-hmm. see that, but it's that's yeah. like silky smooth animation. But and, and that's but I think that's the um, Uncharted 4 is not my favorite PS4 game ever made. Mm-hmm. It is the most impressive looking and sounding game I've ever played on PS4. Mm. I'm I'm actually more excited. I bought Lost Legacy and never played it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I, to I, play I the PS5 too. upgrade version, I'm like, "Oh, finally I'm going to yeah. go around and play because I hear it's one of the better uncharted yes. games and the cool part about this it's a little bit like that death stranding or the ghost of tsushima upgrade if you own either uncharted 4 or lost legacy you can get this as a ten dollar upgrade oh, Fuck. That, and Fuck that's that. with, why wouldn't with i do it i'm gonna do it tomorrow i own both will they just give it to me <laughs> yeah will they <laughs> no, pay sorry. michael <laughs> it doesn't stack <laughs> it's not a stacking yeah. discount but um <laughs> but otherwise it's it's a fifty dollar game yeah, on its and, own, and so. here's a reason you might want that ten dollar upgrade uh that they also pointed out that was quite impressive to me apparently both of these games together on ps5 like the the 
data or compression or whatever is efficient enough that this takes up less space than Uncharted 4 by itself. Oh, wow. That's, hard that's crazy. Yeah. I love it. And that's yeah. optimization most people don't do when making mm-hmm. a PS5 port. Fuck yeah. 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 So that's fantastic. Uh, Naughty Dog's always really good when they have their upgrades. They've done it a few times with like The Last of Us and stuff. It's like, yeah, man, like it. this is worth a $10 upgrade to, to see how they eke out even more amazingness out of those games which are regarded as the best looking on their platform of their generation always so mm-hmm. yeah if 10 Maybe bucks I, this is very little investment to like, check it out you know? yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I've never played Lost Legacy so yeah. for 10 bucks that's cheaper than it's ever been <laughs> I dropped off after 3 so it'd be my and it stars Chloe man yeah. Chloe yeah. We'll Chloe see. and Nadine I think the mercenary yes. from 4 that's yeah from 4 yeah, yeah. I, I still think Again, to reiterate, I, Leif, I think four is the most wow factor visually mm-hmm. I've ever the, the, the most visually astounding game I've ever seen, and, and a much better game four. overall than three. I, I felt like three was mm-hmm. kind of a step back after two, but four is, uh-huh. is you know. But I, I remember playing four. I'm like, God, how long are we going to keep doing this? Jesus Christ! I think that's why after long. three, I was just like, I don't feel like doing this I, anymore. Well, I was watching a Tech Foundry. Uh, <laughs> tech Foundry is doing one of their like the tech reviews, which I think that's what IGN was calling theirs as well. But he pointed out that like four, I think the promise was that it was going to be a 60 frame per second showcase. And like, cause one of the first trailers was in 60 frames. It was like a cinematic in 60 frames. But then when the game released, it could only Oof. push 30 frames at the time. So like, this is pretty much like you're now playing four, probably the way Naughty Dog always really wanted you to play that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, or Arceus, however it's pronounced, is out on Switch by the time you hear this. It is not out by the time we are recording this, however, so we will have a special guest on to talk more about it next week with us after we've, we've had a chance to try it out. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, the reviews are in. The reviews are mostly positive. Um, you know, and it, it looks like a really cool idea. This this thing that like, oh, you're stepping back in time, and you're gonna compile the first ever Pokedex and go out and explore this world. And uh, that's cool. Yeah, cool. catch Pokemon and uh, catalog them. And it's, yeah, it looks like Monster Hunter Pokemon with the Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild elements. Yeah, like, yeah, neat. Exactly. So it should be fun. But that is it for new releases. So let's move along to. It's been a little while uh, since we did one of these, and we got some catching up to do because we're overdue for uh, BGA Hollywood Seconds. It is segmenting our Hollywood Uh, community. Uh, (laughs) Let's see how everything but Sonic is going to ruin your favorite property. I don't think Cuphead will because the Cuphead trailer That hit, shit looks great. Mm. Uh, and it's coming to Netflix in February. The Cu- Cuphead Netflix series looks really fun. I Considering excited. what it's based on, I, I think you'd really – you you have a very strong foundation for yes. a cartoon show already. Yeah. The trailer makes it seem like a Tiny Toons adventure yeah. type yeah. thing. Like I, it's, I, I feel like it looks too clean, honestly. Like n- mm-hmm. not, not uh, content-wise, but like – Compared, I, see, I know what you mean. Compared, compared to, to Cuphead itself, which looks yeah. like an old aged cartoon, like I kind of wish that they'd striven for the same look here. It is yeah. an odd choice, yeah. Like mm. just throw some fake artifact and just do it in post. It's yeah. totally easy. I 
don't think that's going to be appealing to Netflix. (laughs) Make this look older. Uh, Make it run in 480p. I went on a a limb for when Animaniacs was announced to be a Hulu thing. Like, I don't think any company wants to embark on how much this is going to cost. Where I think the highest cost for an animated product on a streaming service right now is uh, Green Eggs and Ham. If you ever saw yeah. the Michael Douglas Adam Divine uh, <laughs> classic, is six million dollars an episode good for two D animation. I think we made it like halfway through that, and it's like, oh yeah, that was really good. I should go back and watch it, but I always yeah, forget 16, it exists. Sixteen page story definitely deserves multiple episodes, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not bad, and it looks great. And I think Cuphead is the same way. Where, where the what I wanted out of Animaniacs, mm-hmm. and Animaniacs is funny. It the tone is is nailed. But the lavishness is not. Whereas mm-hmm. this was like, oh, you motherfuckers, this was possible. Yeah. Cuphead did it right, right it, here. It just like, seems like the wrong franchise to do it, right? Like you want almost lo-fi. <laughs> and it's like, why is this the most expensive looking animated series? Yeah, I, I actually would have preferred a little bit of fucking 480p grain on my Animaniacs <laughs> cartoons. And, and instead, yeah. Cuphead's here in 4K. Well, I'm going to miss the audio. I'm going to miss that tinny-ass yeah. 1920s mm-hmm. sounding audio from Cuphead. All right, here we go. I'm looking here at the trailer right now, and it does have the little the tearing, but it's so subtle. It's very like you really yeah. have to be looking yeah. for it. You, uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, it's like you have to really look for The Rock when he's in a crowd because he's just, you know, he looks like every other dude. But uh, he's out there claiming he's going to make a, a video game movie, another one. Please don't. They're just going to release Spy Hunter. <laughs> God, oh, I completely forgot about that Rampage thing. I was like, oh. That was not terrible. It wasn't? Okay. No, it was not terrible. The Rampage movie was fun. I liked it. Yeah, it was... Um, it was. It wasn't a rampage movie. It was an ape movie. It was like mm. a Mighty Joe Young type deal. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, George, you're the good guy monster. But it could have been worse. And like, also, who the fuck cares about authenticity to rampage enough? To Seriously, what is the authenticity? But yeah, he, he, he's going to be in another one. And he said, you know, hey, we're going to do everything to please the gamers, but also it'll have mass appeal. But. Yeah, I I would love some speculation here. My favorite fan theory right now is he's going to play Tom Nook, which all I can think of is him playing it like Nick Attrell in an SNL sketch. <laughs> you didn't give me enough bells. <laughs> <laughs> was Kevin Hart involved in this 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 uh, this announcement? No. no. Okay. So I yeah, that doesn't help at all. Then. Yeah, the new, new Mario I, Brothers movie, huh? That's what you were thinking. The Rock would I be could, Luigi. I couldn't even guess. Like it, it feels like the biggest video game properties that aren't GTA, and I'm like, this can't be GTA with a rock in it. That would, like... It can't be would that defeat the purpose time. of GTA? Like, having, like, a muscular, athletic guy? I don't, I don't think the rock would do something like that. That kind of clashes right. against his, his family-friendly image. Yeah. yeah. Right, true. so what could you guess? Hmm. I'm, I'm, Street I'm Fighter, I think he's going to play Seth. I would say Contra, like, but he doesn't hmm. really do the That'd expected cool. action movie shtick mm-hmm. anymore. I don't know. You're going to love my spread! Uh, that's not a good rock impression. <laughs> I, I still uh, I still honestly think it's going to be Spy Hunter. Because he supposedly did that years ago. What? It's been sitting on the shelf. It was either sitting on the shelf for decades or it's never been released. Or, or Michael's been shot. also confirming it's not Wheelman. Hmm. Well, Wait, that, that was with Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel so. <laughs> They're not the same guy? I know, right? That's crazy. <laughs> That's I mean, crazy. The Rock does have like a hundred pounds less muscle when he made that movie, and might have had hair still. Yeah, so but they, they, they both look like my dick at the morning and at night. 
Yeah, that would be funny. Oh, and then last bit of uh, Hollywood segment news: that Mortal Kombat movie, the more, the recent one, is, is fantastic. Getting a sequel with the writer from the Moon Knight series. So uh, this is Deadline reporting. Jeremy Slater, he's the head writer of that upcoming Moon Knight series. I love when this happens when Hollywood's like so excited about someone that is attached to an upcoming project that they sign them for all this other stuff. That we don't know what it's like. Yeah. We got <laughs> someone in our press release. You might have read about in another press release. Right. So yeah, good, good on you, Moon Knight writer, um, for now writing the new Mortal Kombat movie. Which that could be good. Uh... Yeah, the last <laughs> one was fine. Last one was fine. Uh, I thought the oh, last one was great. Oh, I just mean I wonder how the Moon Knight stuff is going. I, you know, right. I, I did enjoy the first, the 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 most recent Mortal Kombat movie. But yeah, I kind of uh, hope just... that they kill that audience surrogate guy off in the first scene, just off oh, off Jesus. screen, like, oh yeah, no, he died. And we're never talking about say, You don't want to say kill or die when we talk about Moon Knight. His power was so lame. He like oh. had armor, right? Yeah. It was really yeah. dumb. I enjoyed the comics, though. They were actually one of my favorites. Well, we're talking like Matt and I are talking about Mortal Kombat still. You oh, I, see what you're I jumped off to the Mortal Kombat. Uh, to Moon and I was Knight. talking about how how the the lead villain in Moon Knight is our, it, it died in real life already. Yes. Right, oh. right. The French the French the guy actor, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Died in a skiing accident. Oh, so shit. like, yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, no, it's super fucking exhaustingly awful. Like, in addition to everything else that's happening, this thing I'm looking forward to is already down one person. Mm. Fuck, it sucks. Uh, okay, so that is that's it for Hollywood segment. Um, just some cleanup from last last week's news that took the entire segment. The Microsoft stuff. So some more details have emerged. Um, this first one, it's more Bobby being Bobby. Um, Apparently, there was a, a meeting kind of after the announcement at Activision, like a video conference meeting that Bobby Kotick was supposed to be making employees kind of feel better about the deal. And he showed up late and left early to that meeting, which people Hell didn't yeah. really didn't really appreciate. And apparently when he was kind of speaking about the deal, he didn't have many comforting words for them. It was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to stay on uh, until it's done. And, you know, we'll try to do what we want to protect you guys. But um, all right, I'm out of here. Yep. Senioritis. There's a senioritis, but but then someone's quoted as saying like they're actually worried. Some of the stuff he said, like the way he describes the company, it's like one of his babies. There, it's like yeah. a Trump thing. Like, what the hell is this guy gonna do on his way out? Type yep. thing. Like people yep. were actually concerned about that. Pro- like Run he should have left a long time ago. He was already absurdly. Well- I don't know if you listened to my podcast before, but I don't get people who are worth up to a billion dollars and keep working you're a psycho mm-hmm. like go work for a charity like holy shit start your own thing jesus christ meet a meet a woman or a man i'm being serious when i say this Kodak has a business that he could retire from being ceo and make more money than any of us will ever make in our lives Come in on. his side business because he owns a jet that they they rent out to other people to use so he basically runs a mini airline he could just stop being in games and do that and be wealthier than any of us will ever but be. continues to like you know you know what I haven't done today? Kill the James Bond game franchise. That feels like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, what you're gonna you're gonna see in our our user answers this week from the community segment is like, yeah, like a lot of people's wish fulfillment for Activision is just to let dead franchises live that they yeah. ref- they just refuse to do anything with. So, well, that's that's if I didn't get to that in the previous show, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to as well. Instead of like. The moves Activision away from Blizzard made were so cynical. So cynical. Like, this Ghostbusters game can't be franchised. Fuck that. We're going to make, like, Call of Duty every year and 
put yeah. every team we have on it. Like, this is unfulfilling as a player and as a, for your employees. What are you doing? Well, speaking what of Call of Duty, Chris, funny you mentioned it because that um, one of the big unanswered questions was would future CODs be on PlayStation? And yes. uh, Activision has gone out there basically saying, like, their goal... And the way it's worded, it almost makes it sound like there's deals in place with Sony. There are. Well, remember, like, like PlayStation has exclusive uh, access to DLC for Call of Duty. So, they, yeah, they came out there and said they plan on honoring all existing deals. Um, so it seems like at least the next two annual COD games will also be on PlayStation. And then they already announced it, uh, Warzone 2 which I think is they were saying wow. is going to be 2023 is also planned for now for PlayStation. So through, through like 2023, basically. how do you have a free to play game that's not on PlayStation? A, uh, B, what I, what I really had never thought about and I've worked on the publishing end. Well, obviously if Sony has exclusive access to early DLC of call of duty, those have to hit PlayStation consoles, mm-hmm. but like how early do you get certified in a PlayStation device as a, as a game? Uh, that's what Activision can't do. We have exclusive, we have deals with all these people, like, uh, and we'll honor all of those, like, for years and years and years. And, like, how, what? Like, how long have you promised to put your games on other systems? That's fucking, that feels nuts. Have you guys have worked on games? Like, that doesn't work like that. But it uh, does for you COD signed, because you throw yeah, all unless the you signed at up, it. Like. Unless you signed a deal, which feels insane. Which would should have made this deal like five billion less. That <laughs> you can't have any. But but the reality is, and I was telling my friend, like, um, we'll honor these deals and these deals, and some of that includes backwards compatible cots because those mm. are still very high sellers. But in all likelihood, we could have Game Pass Call of Duty. I would say like that'll happen first we will get the entire back catalog first which mm-hmm. to me is more exciting than like waiting forward waiting for uh, an annual release like just oh shit i can just download all these whenever i, I just got fiber internet that's fantastic I, well, and they're <laughs> games that rarely ever go on sale you know yeah. so like mm-hmm. there's so many of them those games you know they were like 30 bucks occasionally on sale enough to be like i'm not gonna go back and buy that and it's bad for corporate monopolies i we talked <laughs> all about that i get it yeah uh, well, last last bit of cleanup news from that announcement. So Blizzard uh, this week announced a new survival game in an original universe, and they all they showed was some art to go along with like the hiring announcements because they're basically trying to hire people to work on this. One of them seemed like very fantasy, foresty, like almost could have been mistaken for World of Warcraft, but another like had some modern elements blended in, almost like a post. Apoc- it was Shadowrun. It was post-apocalyptic elves and Ooh. and yeah, technology Shadowrun. Yep. Uh, I, I have an ex- I have some exclusive insight. Yes. Um, Survival Blizzard. Game, by the way. I know people on the inside of oh. this deal. Microsoft is acquiring Activision and Blizzard, and um, uh, Blizzard hasn't released a game in how long? Like a so a new world. game, almost, a new Blizzard game, almost half a, half a decade, yeah. and its player base and all its other games are dwindling. So the survival game takes place inside Blizzard itself, oh. as it's acquired Survive by another as an employee company. of Blizzard. Is that yeah, you have saying? to try and keep yeah. your job, uh, <laughs> even though you're not allowed to pitch games or greenlight games yourself. You have to learn how to keep your job in a right. seventy billion dollar merger. 
Uh, I hear it's the next Dark Souls. It's impossible. You know what I do? I already have a hot strat. I, I don't recommend you roll in the eSports class. Just saying that's going to make survivability really tough at that new corporation. Yeah. Especially with all the uh, Saudi princes buying. Wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah, when when you're picking classes early on, your best bet is rich parents. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the game of life sort of does have those yeah. choices. Anyway. I mean, you, you automatically get a silver catalyst that way. Um, yeah. anyway. True. I hope if they do a survival game, it's they kind of take some cues from Valheim, which you know that I've been playing a lot. Yes. And because it, you know, it, it takes all that bullshit out of survival games and, you know, makes it replaces it, fun. it with a troll that keeps smashing your house. Over I hate and over the Black again. Forest. I hate the Black Forest so much. Yeah. I, well, I, you know, what we have to remember Blizzard, what they're good at isn't necessarily creating new genres. It's kind of right. perfecting existing yeah, genres. Mm-hmm. Why life just blew my mind. Like, uh, Valheim's a game I've watched and read more about than some of our listeners have played because I, I don't have a good PC to play it on. Um, I would love. Something like that from a company that can refine it and polish it hmm. to a high gloss, like Blizzard. Yes. Agreed. Like Blizzard? Well, in the meantime, uh, you have some PlayStation Plus games to play. Uh, they came out with their announcements for their February games. Pretty good, actually, this month. Um, EA Sports UFC 4 uh, coming to PS4. Oh. And, yeah, PS5 <laughs> players get Planet Coaster Console Edition. Oh, thanks for the cheapest game on your platform. Oh, you want to talk cheap games? Uh, you also get a, a $10 <laughs> game for free. That Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep game, uh, which was free on Epic a few months ago, mm-hmm. is now going to be free on PlayStation Plus, which totally worth it. And I get that they're doing it because it's meant to promote the upcoming full-size game in this. But uh, it, I think it's kind of cool to get you hyped for that game. I just want to say, look at that URL. They put that whole long-ass name on there. Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon's Keep, a Wonderland's one-shot adventure. <laughs> That's quite a... We, we call those slugs in the booth. That's quite a slug on that URL. Yeah, Eventually, Bing won't know what to do with those. <laughs> I, You know, it's funny. I, I've owned Tiny Tina's DLC and played a bit of it, and then I now own it two places for free to play. I, I should probably get around to finishing that deal. Right, that's my fr- Well, like the thing is, I think I was telling you, Elena, a friend of the show, and I played yes. it recently with two of our yeah. friends. Oh. It starts off very well. It's amazing when it starts off, but it yeah. starts losing steam about three-fourths of the way through. Yeah. You know? They stop making as many jokes. And stuff. Well, you know, Ashley Bird, she, just, she, she needs us to support her. She barely ever gets work out yeah. there. And so, <laughs> she's, she's a little busy. She was, uh, you know, recording lines at the same time as she is for... Uh, <laughs> Friggin' Horizon Forbidden West. So. Oh, can't wait for that. When is that, when is that out, by the way? February. Uh, yeah. Next month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is February by the time we're posting. Uh, late, later February. Right. Uh, sorry, because the only thing I'm looking forward to right now is Jackass 4, hmm. and I'm going to brave Cope. <laughs> I don't care if I get Omicron. I'm seeing it in a theater opening night. With I go to friends. a movie theater like every week, and I'm all oh. about COVID prevention, so... Man, you guys like to live dangerously. <laughs> I'm also single and I live alone and I just gotta get out of this room from time to time. But if Fair you enough. if I've never if you never heard me say that Jackass premiere night is the most laughter I've ever heard. People were applauding during Spider Man, but they weren't hurling Omicron seeds at me. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure they're gonna do in Jackass. That's how that works. works. Mm-hmm. Seeds. <laughs> I'm putting it. Seeds. <laughs> I wanted to put it in terms that I understood. I mean, the listeners. It makes sense. Um, so I, I talked about it earlier in the show. Crisis uh, Four has been 
teased, uh, and then they they uh, Crytek Cry came on later and clarified. They're like, oh, well, we're just in early pre-production mm-hmm. for this game, which. Then I'm like, why did you tease it this early? Is this a stock crisis three ten years ago? You know, this is this something to play? You in early production for this game in 2008? Yeah, they're gonna, yeah. They're gonna style it as Kerforsis. Replace <laughs> <laughs> the Y with a four. God, that'd be amazing. Right. Please do that, uh, Crytek. I'm, I'm just glad they're they're taking a break from supporting Warface to to create a new crisis. That's Let me see your Warface. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, what do you get? I mean, are you guys Crisis players? I I don't really have no, not even a for the series. I played it, you know, because I was like, ooh, I want to see can it can it run Crisis, and I was like, ooh, the graphics and stuff, but yeah. I wasn't really into it. Good, I knew you guys weren't nerds. I, I like the um, sharks. But, uh, <laughs> if you were nerds, you'd be pre-ordering your Steam decks or buying them, because the Steam deck officially gets its release date, so it's going to be, um, they go on sale on February 25th, they start shipping on February 28th, so end of the month. Um, hmm. Get your hot Steam decks, which every time I hear that name... I just combine the terms Cleveland Steamer and Upper mm-hmm, Decker, and mm-hmm. I get the Steam Deck. Yeah. So you're welcome, listeners, because you'll always do that now <laughs> as well. <laughs> this is my shit hand. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's all the news that's fit to play. Get your Steam Decks, your hot Steam Decks. Yeah. I'm answering as Norm Macdonald. I didn't pre-order the Steam Deck, but I do know it's the healthiest way to cook your deck. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Lay put his head in his hand. That's literally a Norm Macdonald joke transformed about steampunk. I like it. I like Healthiest it. way to cook punk. God, you're just like that Robin Williams trailer proof of concept thing from last year, Chris. It's, it's like it's like no. Norm's here on the show. Yeah. No, that would that would assume anybody liked me on the internet. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, community segment. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was uh, with Microsoft buying Activision, what are some dream projects that might come from this or that you'd want to see come from this? Uh, for example, a Crash and Spyro crossover with Rare IP, 343 working on Call of Duty, something like that. Uh, Leif, you weren't here last week. If, if, if you had your dream project coming out of Microsoft and, uh, and Activision bumping uglies, what would it be? I thought about it on Twitter and I just went blank because I had an answer like earlier, you know, last week or something, but I don't know. I You're don't kind know. of an MMO guy. Would you, would you want some Microsoft involvement with the MMO space? No. I'm, <laughs> I mean, Blizzard's been screwing up World of Warcraft, but I don't know if I want them messing you, with You don't it want either. like Spyro Age of Empires? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, it's just like people were like, uh, you, you you were talking about that, and people were saying, you know, well, Sony should buy Square Enix. I was like, no, I was like, no, please don't. Yeah, yeah I'm, afraid, all bad. I'm really afraid of big developers. It's all bad. Yeah. Did I did I say like like a new Crimson Skies? Period. Mm, yes. Well, Microsoft could do that anytime. They don't need Activision for that. Yeah, but like if you have all these people who are doing nothing but developing Diablo loot and mm. fucking costumes and <laughs> Overwatch. Make them make a fucking Crimson Skies game. Yeah, those those skills transfer to a combat flight simulator. Sure. I am a game expert. Mm. That's how it works. A Crimson Skies update would be the perfect Game Pass game. Mm. You yeah, know, just really like would. a 15-hour campaign. Oh, yeah, don't change the, <laughs> don't change the engine at all. Like uh, yeah, this, an I, Xbox original update. I think that was one FASA had the rights to. Does Microsoft, did they buy FASA or 
Yeah, I thought so. I don't know if he'd personally want this, because I was always more of a Warcraft fantasy person, but it would be nice to see something finally done with StarCraft again. Mm. We saw saw a lot of those answers, yes. 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 Uh, Well, from VidjaGamePocalypse.com, first to respond was Bob Boblaw, who says, My dream project to come from Microsoft Activision Acquisition would probably be a single-player Warcraft RPG, Developed by Obsidian, in exile, or maybe even Bethesda themselves. The lore of the Warcraft series is really fleshed out, but I really don't have the time to dedicate to MMO. Uh, the, the freedom of a single-player game could allow many different events and settings to be explored, not to mention a much different gameplay loop than an MMO. If it were my guess, a game centered around the events of Warcraft 3 would make the most sense as it would allow WoW to continue its story while the setting of the RPG would be familiar to old school fans and wouldn't interfere with the MMO. Imagine witnessing firsthand Arthas, quote, succeeding his father in the throne room or following the Blood Elves in their fight against the Scourge. Here's hoping we see more from the Blizzard properties under Microsoft than we have as of recent. Hashtag Brawlhalla, hashtag uh, slap me some skin. By the way, that contest is still going. We still have some skins to give out. Yeah. So if you if you would like one, uh, a Brawlhalla skin of the from the free to play platform fighter, which you can download on pretty much every platform. uh, Just when when you tweet your answer or uh, send us your answer to this week's question of the week, uh, let's do that again. Hashtag Brawlhalla and hashtag slap me some skin if you're feeling adventurous and you have space. I love that. Yeah, he uses the hashtag. He gets the prize. I mean, congratulations, Bob, on being the first announced winner of this contest. Yeah, unlike Handsome Ralph, who did not include the hashtag. So no skins for you, Handsome Ralph. Wait, can we do a contest so one of you listeners buys one of us that uh, Golden Axe figure off of uh, (laughs) $230 Golden Axe Axe Battler figure. But but make Matt, Michael, Leif, and I use the hashtags. (laughs) Uh, That's the statue. Michael sent me an image, and out of the corner of my eye, I first saw it. It looks like he's wearing the Chippendales bow tie. So then once I saw it that way, I couldn't unsee it. It's Axe (laughs) Battler as a Chippendale dancer. It's Axe Battler action figure. It's $230 pre-order. It comes with the dragon and the skeletons, I think. Ah, but wow. um, I should say also, it's not a contest; it's a giveaway for legal reasons. But um, anyway, handsome Ralph says I, I was glad Matt brought up the Tony Hawk Pro Skater remaster and how well it was received, only for Activision to seemingly pretend it never happened. With Microsoft's acquisition, not only do I hope that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater gets additional remasters, I hope that other studios under Microsoft get a chance to create one. Here we go um, to create THPS games as well. One ideal dream project would be Playground Games, the Forza Horizon developer, getting a crack at the series. I can only imagine how much fun an open-world Tony Hawk Pro Skater game would be if it was made by them. So, good answer, Handsome Ralph, but no hashtag, no skin. No like We were done talking about that, and someone's like, Guitar Hero! I'm like, wow, I didn't think about the biggest game franchise of 10 years ago that Activision drove into the dirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. ruined. Well, I think they tried to bring back Guitar Hero a little while ago, or maybe I'm thinking of Rock Band, or possibly both. both. Yeah, yeah. There, was, there, was, there was a Guitar Hero one that yeah. the guitar kind of had a new gimmick with the buttons. Have, but... you, have you looked into how expensive that is? No. They both failed. Mm-hmm. and But you could bring in your DLC from other games. 
Uh, so those instruments are astronomically expensive, no, and I want them so are. bad. Yeah. But the, remember that the Guitar Hero reboot was like live action videos, and it was always a service. Like you were, you would like kind of subscribe to being able to play different games. Yeah. Is there any other game true. that's going to allow me to play Poker Face, sung by Eric Cartman? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Lady Gaga's oh. Poker Face. Yeah, I just I also wanted to build on the previous uh, answer and say, you know what I'd really like to see? A new RTS World of Warcraft. Like, 3 oh. was literally the last yes. one, and that predates World of Warcraft. Uh-huh. Yes. I love how quickly we all decided to discard our memories of Remastered. Mm-hmm. Well, I, that, that was problematic oh. for a number of reasons. That was know, very problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did I say an RTS World of Warcraft? I meant, of course, just RTS Warcraft. Well, th- that person's answer actually made me realize Microsoft now owns pretty much every major Western RPG dev. They own Obsidian, In Exile, mm-hmm. and yes. Bethesda. Like those are the ones making the biggest and best Western RPGs now. Maybe Bioware well, is the only. These th- companies form a three-fingered fist that I will clench. Uh, <laughs> nine developers, through them all, made by men. But then also RPG golf is still out there. True. Mm. True. I, I think, you know, I think some people were, you know, talking about that. If there was another Warcraft RTS, one thing that would be cool would be set it way back in the events, you know, mm-hmm. of the, the world as opposed to, you know, like a sequel or something like yeah. that, like yeah. the War of the Ancients and stuff. Okay. I, I really Sargeras history and shit. Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know I would fucking Warcraft War nerds. What of it? Like, <laughs> <Yes>. Warcraft War. <laughs> <laughs> War of Warcraft. <laughs> so great Ben Dake on Twitter which I feel like I'm, is he is he Mo lacking me with his name here maybe Could I be. need a Ben Dake <laughs> I, Dake has anybody seen me Ben Doc uh, like uh, okay no that'd be Ben Dover Chris yeah. is that just Ben Dover I, I, I'm just being prepared I don't want to look like the fool on here even though it's four in the morning I'm drunk and been terrible the entire episode uh, with the most recent acquisition, I would really like Microsoft to nudge Sledgehammer Games to revive, ooh, to revive the StarCraft Ghost Project. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, I think they would make it in a different enough FPS to be really interesting and also tell more stories in the StarCraft universe. Like that, like, uh, a first person Diablo game from Raven in the vein of a Heretic or Hexen would be pretty cool too. Damn. Signed. I, um... I can't tell you how many StarCraft Ghost meetings I was in in my career. Um, I, no, I literally can't tell you. It's top secret still. But I, I, I was in enough meetings where I, I saw that game running so many times. It was close, folks. Like, yeah. yeah I, I've heard when we worked at those magazines, especially like OXM. Um, what was the protocol? Michael, you worked at OXM, right? Yeah. What was the protocol when they would make a giant cork board of a cover? I don't know. And and then there were all like if you went into our office, there'd be like these twelve foot reproductions of magazine covers, and mm. several of them oh, were, were Starcraft Ghosts because it was like either there. I imagine it was some kind of award for being a best selling issue. I and I, we, I never asked about I, it. I know at PTOM we just did it like you know if oh we we th- this cover story meant something to us and we want right. to you know get, get just sort of give the publisher a little token of you know thanks for working with us on this. Um, but but they they, they they hung around the office for so long like that go- ghost might be one of the most anticipated unreleased games mm. I can think of 
Yeah. I would yeah. love to see that. Yeah. Come to light. Went through like multiple developers. And, and it's interesting that we're talking about this now because I remember like with writing a post on my shitty one up blog, like way back <laughs> in the day about like, why is everybody talking about fucking Starcraft ghost getting canceled? Don't you idiots know that Nintendo just sold Rare to Microsoft? This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. And boy, and it was, was I wrong. It was. And yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. hindsight. I mean, oh, you mean the Sea of Thieves guys? Well, okay. I, it, it took a while to bear fruit, but once it did... It was really good for They work on one game forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and before then, they were the Connect Sports guys and the Avatar yep. guys. Yes, which yeah. does seem like a kind of purgatory slash hell. Hmm. We have uh, Anthony Abate, I believe, says... Uh, Anthony Abbott. Uh, Abbott, Brady. okay. I don't know. Bruce uh, Wayne Brady on Twitter. Bruce Wayne Brady, yes. Okay. Uh, Microsoft now owns the rights to No One Lives Forever. Yes. I've wanted a revival of that of some sort for years. Also, Tony Hawk 3 remake, and make a deal with Disney for the guest characters to come back. Let Darth Maul and Wolverine skate. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what Like Disney likes more than anything? Making money for doing nothing. That's true. Yes. That's true. Their entire video game strategy right now is license it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris Baker says, highly in love. Oh, no! He still listens. I talk so much shit about him the first second. He does listen. Chris Baker says, highly unlikely, but the Marvel Games fan in me hopes this means some of Activision's Marvel library opens up for a re-release through mm. this move. Spidey games are the unlikeliest of all, but yeah, X-Men and the Ultimate Alliances, I'd give them at least a 3% chance. It's a very specific chance there. Chris. Didn't those get remastered recently? Like in the last few years? I don't know. Uh, Ultimate Alliance. Well, I think there was that that Switch game that was like the th- I in think that they were series, they were re- right? they were bundled and re released. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right. And then but, I think uh, I think already removed from the store. It was like one of those things that was out for a very short time because it was a mm. deal with Activision. So. Mm-hmm. I'll take one of my favorite stupid Marvel games, Mister Baker, was the uh, uh, Invincible Iron Man on Game Boy. Mm-hmm. I used the music in a ton of videos that I made. I love nice. that. From the official Laser Time community on Facebook, Justin Johnson says, Let Ninja Theory take a stab at the StarCraft Ghost game that never oh, yeah. came out. I'm still salty about that. So, fuck yeah, dude. Ninja Theory? That makes perfect mm-hmm. sense for StarCraft mm-hmm. Ghost. Justin like, Johnson. Is that Leif's Creole name? Like, he, he <laughs> slid that in there. Johnson. Justine Johnson. Daniel Walker says, uh, Infinity Ward doing a Halo ODST... Halo ODST game. Sorry, I was I was in the middle of that sentence. I'm like, really? Oh, a specifically ODST game. That's yeah. a yeah. Sorry, I'm, that's me editorializing Daniel Walker. But uh, something like Infinite uh, Infinite Warfare. Imagine dropping into other planets, big gritty battles, and horrible close quarters with alien scum. Uh, hashtag Brawlhalla. Give it to Daniel Walker. I, I like I like that that he's kind of mapping that. Um... I guess the Black Ops games do that a little bit. Or, yeah, Infinite Warfare, where it's like there's different scenarios. You're playing as different characters. So he's mapping that onto the ODST model where you'd be playing as different Spartans. Like, yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, I dig it. Ooh. And uh, Vincent Goodwin says, I'd love to see Raven Software come back. Either oh, yeah. putting them back on Wolfenstein or taking their X-Men Legends action RPG bona fides to a double fine costume quest brawler. Hashtag skin in the game. No, that's terrible. How about a hashtag Brawlhalla? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud of myself better. for reading that. <laughs> I like that our contest 
intentionally suck. This is great. <laughs> it's just the worst. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for putting up with it. My God. Um, we also have a video response uh, from Full Install, who says... Hello, a UK disgraced government-based <laughs> Tom Green here from YouTube channel Full Install, and occasionally Twitch, but almost never. A new question of the week. What are we <laughs> hoping to me. get out of this new acquisition between uh, Blizzard, Activision, and Microsoft? To be honest, I had a look at their back catalogue, and there's not a lot that I want to see make a return. The only thing I could really think of um, is that they could pump some of that... Wolfenstein goodwill into Soldier of Fortune. I don't think John Mullins gets enough love as he should. I mean, that game really did pioneer blowing people's faces apart and legs off and arms off. And I think you could... No, you couldn't blow the crotch off. But they could put that in a new one. So that's what I want to see. Take all that good gun physics uh, from Wolfenstein. A little bit less on the Nazism. And uh, yeah, let's have a return to uh, Soldier of Fortune. And not like that shit third one that they made, which was... Made by a different company, wasn't it? It wasn't made by Activision. It was made by the people who made Chaser, which isn't a bad game, but uh, Soldier Fortune 3 payback is a load of old toss and biscuits. So, yeah, there we go. I want to see a return to Soldier Fortune. I want to blow people's faces apart in glorious 4K. All right, cheers, guys. Catch you next time. Thank you. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I think that that uh, Soldier Fortune payback was very disappointing, and the gore and dismemberment were... uh, a very underwhelming. If you have not heard us on 302010, it always works when you remake. In movies, it always works better when you remake something kind of bad and forgotten. Mm, Ocean's yeah. Eleven being a good sample. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> remake that, a soldier. Right, yeah. That's the thing. Game. Don't, don't remake something beloved. Remake something yeah. that, you know, had a good idea but failed. Yeah. yeah. Elevate yeah. something that couldn't quite get there. 30 yeah. years ago. Yeah, like 30 years from now, someone will have a podcast called Video Game Apocalypse that just yeah. nails it. It's It'll actually good. <laughs> right. and I won't be anywhere near it. It'll be so much better. <laughs> um, we get close to greatness every once in a while. Mm. I just think I can't get over his term tossing biscuits. Just yeah. <laughs> a load, load of tossing biscuits. I don't. I had a dog named Biscuit. I can't fucking deal with mm. that because I don't want to oh. lick his asshole. <laughs> Tossing his biscuits. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> make him toss my biscuits. All right, new question of the week. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure we've asked this at least once or twice before, but what the hell? Uh, it's it's appropriate to our top five. What game series would you want to see go open world? Um, I have to say, I saw the trailer for Ollie Ollie World for the first time today, and right, right. it made me realize like it would be really easy to do this with trials. I would like to see an open world trials Ooh. game that has a similar structure but still keeps the essential 2D-ness when it comes down Ooh. to actually doing the challenges on the tracks. Um, huh, I, I, that might be really good. It would Part of the glory of trials is the reload option, mm-hmm. which that could, as long as that's not hurt... That could be fucking nuts. But, but that's what Ali Ali World looks yes, like they're offering. Yes, cause they, like, they uh, do. They explicitly spell that out in the trailer. Yeah. Shit. Um, I know mine. Okay. Please. And I'm, I, I hasten to give this away for free. Because <laughs> um, I, 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 I've yet to download. I, I just downloaded Unreal 5. If, if I, I could give to Twitter for free my idea to remake Step Brothers with The Rock and John Cena, you can give away whatever this is. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure you haven't heard this yet? All right. Well, lay All it right. on us, Daddy O. Open. <laughs> Jesus Christ! How quick. Yeah. Uh, I always talk that way. Yeah. Uh, open world game from one of my favorite game series. 
I want Bubble Bobble to go open world. Enough of this single screen <laughs> horse yeah. shit. And not only that, Bub and Bob don't talk and are... F- you don't hear anything they say. You're playing, but it's filmed like they're Godzilla and people are talking about them. And they're also still small, hmm. but they can shoot bubbles out of their mouth, capture children, your wives, uh, your homosexual lovers. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. And then they're going to stomp on them and they're going to fly in the air and become fruit. Uh, but you but the the view you see is only from like a hel- a news helicopter. Um, as Bub and Bob destroy the universe. <laughs> uh, so, so I have one that probably I'll get a correction. Like, oh, there already is one. It's this, but <laughs> I'm going to go based on the game that inspired our top five that ended up not being open world. I might actually be interested in Pokemon if there was a true open world Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like checkpoints po- all over a map, and those checkpoints are probably Pokemon locations for you to go and collect or whatever. Like, I would play that game, probably. That sounds like fun. I mean, that's that's kind of what I was hoping Arceus would be, but uh, I, I think it's it's probably close. I still saw one or two reviews that were, like, referring to it as open world. It's like, but, you know, I'm saying it's not true open world, so I don't know. But give give me full on Breath of the Wild. You can climb any mountain mm-hmm. you see with sticky palms to find stuff. You could a Pokemon could give you that power to climb up those mountains. I don't care. Sure, just give me yeah. give me that in yeah, a Pokemon yeah. game. Awesome. My first choice was Diablo, but then I got mm. to thinking that's yeah. kind of uh, here. I'm gonna lay it on you. Oregon Trail. Ooh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> and it wouldn't just be a line. You could take the Hastings cut off and end up like having to eat your comrades. It could be called something. Infinite Trail. <laughs> you, you, can, you can go from Micronesia to Oregon. You just got to figure it out. <laughs> and uh, the more uh, I about it, the more it sounds kind of cool. <laughs> an open planet game where you can get to Oregon no matter what you do. You can get uh, dysentery anywhere. You see that rock? You yeah. can get dysentery on that rock. I got dysentery you can take a shit on that rock. <laughs> you can hunt animals. You can hunt dysentery. <laughs> oh, no. If you see a mountain, your family can die on that mat- mountain. <laughs> Oregon Trail, the open world. You can eat your family on that yeah. mountain. Look at this! Yeah. Look at this Swedish fjord. Bad water. What the fuck? <laughs> From a <laughs> see that river? You can cock and float across that river. Yeah, you can also stop float in China your cock and, you can, that and you can uh, robotron the shit out of a bunch of pandas. <laughs> I think we're on to something, right, boys. Yeah. I think uh, we got a head all, in hands. all right. What series do you want to open world? Um, let us know. Go to vidgamepocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode. 456, 456, easy to remember. Uh, alternately, you can hit us up on Twitter at VG Apocalypse uh, and uh, ping us on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. And wherever you answer, remember, we've still got a few of these skins to give out. Uh, the competition may be heating up. So uh, just attach that hashtag, Brawlhalla, and maybe hashtag slap me some skin. That won't actually help you win. The Brawlhalla is the only one that you really need, but it'll give it personality. Let me say this. No. Be fucking be fucking <laughs> serious. Yeah. Be serious. Peace. I want your serious. Oh, no, I don't care. I don't care at all. <laughs> okay. Not even a little. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's go out some plugs. Um, Leif, is, is there anything you want to direct people to? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Leif Johnson. That's L-E-I-F Johnson. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at Isleif, where it's I-S-L-E-I-F. And I just take kind of pretty pictures on there. And as I've said on here before, uh, Elena Yee and I, friend of the show, I stream with her sometimes on Sunday nights. And you can find her at 16-Bit Relic on Twitch. But uh, other than that, I'm not really on the radar right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Love my love, love Laner. Uh, laser time this week. We're right on time. Best movies of the year just finally hit. We got TV coming and maybe some more best ofs. Um, not best of shows, best of blank. Um, new shows for you uh, in the weeks to come. So new laser times as far as the eye can see. Patreon.com slash laser time. If you care about that. Hey, let us know with your money. Patreon.com slash laser time. Five bucks is all we ask. If you can give more, do so. If you give less, do so. Uh, but, you know, there's a very real uh, production cycle and equipment and bills behind this thing. So thank you. Thank you for listening. But also, if you're still listening, give me. <laughs> give us, please. Very nice. So yeah, check it out. Patreon.com slash LaserTime uh, to support all of the LaserTime Network shows. And then hit me up on the Twitter at Matty C. Allen. M-A-T-T-Y C-A-L-L-E-N. Alright, well, as always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com Follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse or follow me personally at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. If you do that in karaoke, it will tear the house down. Sure. <laughs> I mean, probably so will photograph. You know, like mm-hmm. even the, the songs they get shit for. Are it's still fun it's so song. easy to sing like those guys. Look at this photograph. It's so stupid and it's a duet. It's a duet of two of those guys. Did you ever see there was an American Idol where like one of the early contestants was a guy who would only sing like that? And so they're like, all right, let's let's try to give you some range. Uh, go learn the lyrics to Abba's Dancing Queen and come back. <laughs> like, uh, Dancing Queen, exactly. Yeah. You can dance. You can. Yeah. <laughs>